I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27th. Damn. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. Oh boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight. A lot of, of fallout from the NFL this past week. Big injuries, big performances. Big winners, big losers, a lot of fallout that has had ripple effects in the card markets. So we're going to be trying to to, uh, make sense of everything that's going on right now in the NFL. We're going to be trying to make some live snipes on eBay and COMC. We're going to be doing some prop betting, some over-under betting on underdog fantasy a little bit later on. And we're going to go through the entire week six slate. This is week six card pick'ems. My man, Steve the eBay hitman, Caladesi. Myself, AC, Andy, just don't call me any of those those bad names, all right? Uh, <laughs> Steve, how are we feeling tonight? Oh, man, feeling pretty good. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but some of you have had the, uh, the injury bug and things are turning around for you like they are for me. And then, unfortunately, some of you guys may have just got it this week. And uh, that's something we're going to talk about tonight. You know, guys that maybe you maybe want to keep an eye on in both the free agent waiver wire and in the hobby, perhaps. Uh, there's a couple guys that we have to talk about this evening. Yeah, man, this big one right off the bat is Justin Jefferson hamstring injury. Dude, we were so close to hitting the five leg parlay this week. And I was uh, I was bummed, man, because I, we were so close. So, so I'm going to I'm going to pull it up, man. But this Justin Jefferson hamstring injury that he had to get a second opinion on. So that initially tells me that the first opinion wasn't good. <laughs> they were telling him at least four weeks, so he's on IR, so we know it's at least four weeks. But there's some people now talking about potentially the whole season, six to eight weeks. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the time frame is here, Steve. What's the, what's the fallout uh, feels for you? Well, you know me, I like to galaxy brain think things a bit. We talked a bit about the Cousins situation going into uh, next season in Minnesota, if there is one. And um, I have a theory, and if Jefferson's out for an extended period of time, it could be true. They could put themselves in the number one draft pick sweepstakes to pair themselves up with uh, Jordan Addison's college quarterback, a guy that you may know. So that's a little galaxy brain thinking I have. And uh, if he's going to be out for a while, I do think that they kind of not fully dismantle, but lose just enough to get the pick and be just good enough to rebound next year. Whoa, man, dude, that could be huge for a lot of different players. Cause instantly if that does happen, I'm thinking Jordan's Jordan Addison cards would obviously go up. Justin Jefferson say he misses the rest of the season. Then they come in and bring in, uh, we're, we're talking about Caleb Williams, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so he, he comes in and they bring in Caleb, I, but Kirk has played really well. So I got to think from that side, 
Kirk is also going to become a play because if he goes to another team that's good in the trenches, that's got a good defense, all of a sudden that that um, that inspiration, that motivation to buy into Kirk Cousins because he is a gunslinger, he does process the field well, and he's always had extremely productive, relevant wide receivers. Uh, he's on this big contract with the Vikings, so it makes sense that they need to – it's time to uh, – to get young at the quarterback position, although they don't have the offensive line to really protect the quarterback. If you guess, if you get a mobile one, it kind of helps offset a little bit of that. And ultimately you got a young quarterback on a rookie contract. Now you can make more moves in other areas of the team. Uh, man, that is some serious galaxy braining, but uh, th this could be huge. I think immediately for me, it kind of Jordan Addison seems like the next man up. I know uh, there's a lot of K.J. Osborne fans out there, Steve. Between K.J. Osborne, who after um, Jefferson went out, did see an uptick in targets. But at the same time, maybe uh, maybe K.J. Osborne is not as good of an athlete, clearly, as, as Jordan Addison. So I got to think the breakout potential for the card market is definitely going to be leaning in the favor of Jordan Addison. Not sure that TJ Hawkinson's role can really grow anymore. I mean, he's already got a high snap rate, a high routes run. He's getting a high target rate for the tight end position. And so it's hard to really see him uh, producing more, Steve. I, I got to think one of these wide receivers steps up, and it seems like Jordan Addison could be the next man up. And as a rookie first rounder, man, this could be big for his card values if they haven't taken off already. I think uh, both receivers benefit pretty big for the uh, time being. And Hawkinson, maybe not a whole lot, but you saw at the end of last year, they were feeding him, you know, 10, 12 plus uh, targets a game. So he may, they, they may all just grow just a bit. And Osborne's, a, despite not much um, volume, has put up a pretty good amount of fantasy points on a week to week basis, especially because of the touchdowns. So, um, I do see in the chat, Chad was saying something about the Jets. That's been a, a long-time theory after the Rodgers injury that he does go to the Jets to kind of hold the table up till Rodgers comes back, or or maybe Rodgers doesn't come back and and he finishes out the season there. So, but uh, that that could happen because he would be a free agent at the end of the year anyway and free to sign anywhere else. Where do we think uh, Kirk could possibly land here, man? I'm, I'm seeing uh, filthy throwouts. Tampa Falcons. Uh, we we've heard um, we've we've previously talked uh, talked about Kirk potentially going, uh, or no, Justin Fields potentially going to the Falcons. Uh, there's there seems like there there could be quite a few landing spots for Kirk if I were to actually lay out the teams that need a quarterback. Yeah. I'm actually wondering now that the ball is rolling in the right direction. If the bears do make that trade, you know, in, in one essence, it says, Hey, you know what, if they make that deal, it's dumb because fields is playing to his potential. Now they can use those high picks to maybe get a line or, uh, you know, some edge rushers, something that we both need here. Or you could say, Hey, you know what, let's move, him now and uh and also maybe move the picks and get three years of first round picks and we've seen something like that happen before so 
tough to say, but uh, these these are all realistic possibilities, it, depending on how far out the Bears think they are. I think they can win with just a little bit of help now, but um, I think the, the Lions are going to be the team in the division for at least a few years, so maybe they go the other way. The Chicago Bears bounce back this past week and still still agreeing to the Lions being the 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 run in the NFC North for the next couple years. You heard it right right here tonight, guys, from the hitman. And Lions running the NFC North for the next couple years. That that's that's big time, man. They um they rolled again this past week, and the Bears, the Bears rolled too. So that was that was uh, that was nice. Was that the big win for you of the week, right there? Was seeing the Bears come out and stomp the Commanders on Thursday night football to get your football week kicked off? Yeah, definitely a you know a little bit of a breath of fresh air, especially after the big choke the previous week. But I think it showed that it wasn't just Denver uh, that they could score some points on. And uh, you know, speaking of the Commanders, I get Sam Howell showed showed uh improvement but let's not forget cousins played with that organization for a long time and who knows maybe he can find his way back there for you know a twilight twilight cameo twilight twilight cameo man all right so i'm gonna say hi to a couple guys in the chat uh james uh james said who likes crack he's got a a great crack crank a Oh man, that's a tongue twister at this late at night. He's got a great crack candidate that ends just after 9 p.m. 2022 contenders optic Damian Pierce throwback rookie ticket auto 20 out of 25 PSA eight. Guess that price. Um, Steve, I, what, what would you want to pay for that card? I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to say $50 or, or less. Yeah. I think it can be with with how things are going so far. I think you can get it for forty dollars, probably. Ring, 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 ring. Alert! We have a incoming snipe alert. Got to get a sound effect for that, Steve. <laughs> but this is one of the ones I found before the show, Andy, that I just sent over to you, and boom! If you look up some of the um, higher serial numbered ones. Like out of two ninety nine and stuff like that, they've been going for you know over fifty, sixty dollars in some cases. The red, white, uh, excuse me, red, yellow, and uh, golds going back to twenty twenty are one of the more popular serial numbered mosaics. And beautiful card for a guy that could take off over the next few weeks when there's no other product available. This may be a nice buy tonight. Yeah, and it's got that serial number on the back, 63 out of 80. Uh, mid card looks to be in good condition. It's on some thick chrome stock cardboard there. And uh, really nice card. It looks bejeweled. It looks like it's got jewels all over it. it does look like something you'd find in a in a treasure chest right there. Uh, but if you, if you were to look at, if you were to go back and look at previous years sold data, on this card i think we both agree steve that over the long term this card's going to lose value from where it's at but we're all about the quick flip game here right steve i mean it's all about buying that and then capitalizing on uh jordan addison spikes over the next obviously at minimum four weeks 
for no Justin Jefferson and, and Addison just such a better player than KJ Osborne all around. Um, so I it's it's it only seems reasonable that Oh, Andy, uh, someone type in the chat that Andy muted himself. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> I lost my mic for a second. Uh, so, so yeah, pulling up eBay, Steve, what I, what I wanted to look at is just like 2023 Mosaic and look at this card in general, see what other data we can find for the uh, Fusion <clears throat> choice of Fusion. Is it a choice Fusion? Red, yellow? Is that really what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the longer names. But, uh, you know, here's the thing is that I think a lot of it for any of the Vikings guys, maybe not Hawkinson, he's kind of entrenched in his value. But, you know, for the other two guys that we're talking about at the receiver position, here, here's kind of how you got to look at it. You know, in, in the long run, I think most people are going to say, you know, Jordan Addison's the better play, yada, yada, yada. But what are we really talking about? We're talking about, uh, like you said, making a flip. And the difference between Jordan Addison – and KJ Osborne is you can go get a KJ Osborne rookie ticket auto. Uh, I don't know about after the injury announcement, but definitely recently in the five to ten dollar range. You know, whereas you're looking at like a serial numbered mosaic Jordan Addison for the forty to sixty dollar price range. So uh, both are viable plays. It just comes down to what's your uh, gambling threshold. Oh boy, how the, how the mighty have fallen! Jackson Smith the Jigba, the top wide receiver taken this draft class, but a lot of experts had Jordan Addison as the most pro ready wide receiver that was going to have the most success in his rookie year. Uh, so this is his shot. There's actually a couple relevant guys that we're going to be talking about too, including Josh Downs. Steve is secretly a closet Colts fan. Don't let him tell you otherwise. And <laughs> I know he's he's moved off of Alec Pierce a long time ago. He's on he's on Josh Downs now. But um, yeah, look at that. I mean, look at the the Moody, the rookie auto, uh, red and yellow Moody. There, of course, he's on the Niners, so he gets a Niners bonus. But he is he's been a clutch kicker so far, so he looks good as a kicker. And then look, Steve, right on top, a Jordan Addison fusion red yellow out of eighty. Buy it now. Sold for $40. Best offer accepted there for uh, for $40. So you know that that card will sell for about 40 bucks. Here it is. It's ending. Let's see what happens. It looks like it just ended at 45 Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, Mosaic's still pretty new. You're going to see a lot of volatility. You know, what's interesting, Andy, is out this way, you don't ever see football on the shelves in the retail stores, but... I was out of town this past weekend and there was mosaic football on the shelf and I was so tempted. I just didn't want to, didn't want to have to haul it home with me, man. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, so the JSN here, I don't know if I mentioned this audibly, but it sold for $14 and 50 cents. That was an auction earlier today. So obviously not great timing. If you have a card like this for JSN, you probably want to sell it in a buy it now, right, Steve? I mean, you're putting a guy like JSN, although he has been playing, the opportunity has not been there. The conversion rate has not been. The production hasn't hasn't been there. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where you gotta you gotta hold, 
um, or you need to uh, list it in a buy it now, which I mean, I, I think is a is a beneficial thing to do either way. If you are holding it, listen to buy it now, but list it closer to where the Jordan Addison is at and try and plan for a, uh, a bigger spike on JSN. But it seems like at this point, unless DK Metcalf gets seriously injured or Tyler Lockett gets seriously injured, I don't think JSN's gonna gonna get the volume to um, to break out. Yeah, it's gonna take an injury, unfortunately, and uh, you know, obviously, you don't wish that on anybody. But um, he's kind of firmly buried behind those other two guys who just have a death grip on the target shares. So. He's a hold for now. I mean, maybe that $14, you know, mosaic is a buy for him. But, you know, I think we just kind of saw the ceiling on the Addison at around 40 bucks. Uh, you can go pick up Osborne's in the sub $5 range or or even, like I said, rookie ticket autos, probably sub $10 range. Yeah, it does make them a buy because you can get it close to the bottom at this point for the draft class. I mean, you can get him cheaper than a lot of players. So it, with his draft capital and the hype he had coming in, it's, it, it's, you know, you could, you could cat recapture that. You could recapture that and, and, um, and get that back pretty quickly with just kind of one big performance here. And there is, uh, Steve, I don't know if you noticed this, but there is 2023 mosaic, now on comc.com uh, for us to be able to quick flip. And there's one guy in particular as we get into the week six slate that I'm looking for here. Um, but I want to I want to finish up going through our big winners and uh, big losers from week five before we move to week six real quick. Uh, Steve, for me, the big winner had to be had to be DJ Moore and the Bears. Uh, I know that we already touched on that, and that was probably yours too. But, I mean, he was my number one guy in wide receivers that I must own before the season. And to finally see that offense click and for for him to just destroy the commanders in a in not just a normal fashion, but a 50 <laughs> fantasy point game, I was – just loving that. I was I was loving that. We we didn't hit our five leg parlays. Um, we did see a ton of sold card data on the DJ Moores, and uh, it was that that was the big win of the week. I agree, man. Uh, there was a big big polarizing set of opinions on the internet for uh, you know what his season would be like. People thought there wasn't enough pass volume. People thought that, uh, you know, fields can't throw. You know, I think we saw a little bit of glimpse in the preseason of that chemistry. Granted, it was one play, but, uh, yeah, it did take a little while to get to this point. But, man, thank goodness I kept him in my keeper league this offseason because it's now finally paying off. Yeah, that was a great decision, man. Great decision to hang on to them. Cheers to Mr. T. Actually, I didn't even crack my beer yet, Steve. I don't know if you did. Um, I'm rocking the Founders, uh, Founders all all day IPA. Got back on the on the Founders. So cheers to you, Mr. T. 
Uh, Derek, we hope you get home quick, brother. That's not cool, man. That's ridiculous. You have your reception's bad. We got to we got to get that fixed, brother. Uh, Chad, he's here for the Kirk Cousins trade talk. Let us know in the in the comments where you guys think Cousins is gonna land up. I'd love to to hear y'all's opinion on that. Jets crazy in the house. Uh, Zach Wilson looking better and better. Brees Hall smashed this week, man. That was awesome to see because we called that this 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 stream last week. We yes, were um, all in on the Brees Hall breakout this past week, and it and it happened. So that that was another big win. And uh, I think that there, you know, for me, I think that there was some surprises, but there was some things that were maybe surprises for outside of the bears that were surprises for other people that we kind of saw coming lions four and one dolphins four and one. I think those are pleasant surprises Steelers beating the Ravens. That was one of the, I might've been one of the few people in the chat that saw that coming last week. Although I think the big surprise was Trubisky not playing. And I, I did have my, uh, I was a bit skeptic skeptic that he wasn't going to play because they didn't formally announce him the starter. Uh, so I think them winning that game, uh, for most people, was a surprise. Burrow, looking like Joe Burrow again, a pleasant surprise. The Jets, winning games, <laughs> a pleasant surprise. Uh, but I think my surprise, Andy, was the absolute beatdown of the Dallas Cowboys. I did not expect it to be so one-sided. I know that those are both great teams, but I think that you now have to see that there is a massive tier difference between those two teams 100 for me the the nfc i want to see the 49ers play the eagles again because obviously that's a rematch of the championship game eagles ultimately a super bowl so those are the two best teams in the nfc i don't know how you want to rank them right now i feel like I don't know, man. It's going to be close. It's good. It's going to be close. I almost want to put the 49ers at one, the Eagles at two, the Lions at three for the NFC, Steve. It's it's really close between those two teams and then the Lions at third. You know what's cool to me, though, is that, you know, what, what was the topic in regards to the AFC, NFC whole uh, dynamic the last two years, everyone's like, man, the AFC so powerful. The NFC no good. AFC powerful. NFC no good. I got news for you. I think the two most potent teams right now are probably in the NFC. Hey, two, two only two undefeated teams, uh, especially so. It does it does uh, look like that on paper, but when push comes to shove, like who's going to get past the Chiefs? You know, and the Bills and the Dolphins are obviously two mighty powerhouses. Uh, well, right now in the AFC, you know, in regards of who's going to get past the Chiefs, I'll be honest, they haven't looked that good. The Vikings almost beat them, if not for that, you know, maybe blown call, maybe the refs helped them at the end of that game. That seems to be a theme every week with them going down to the very wire. So call it what you will, use your own uh, discernment, but they haven't really looked that good at all. I think. I think the Vikings could have won that game, and I think the Jets could have beat them the week before. So Record aside, are, are they that much better? I don't think so. I think yeah, the and, and, and Travis Kelsey them. left the game for a little bit. And he came back to score a touchdown. So it's he. Um, this is the first time we've seen him banged up, you know. And a lot of people are speculating out there how serious he's taking the game. 
with uh, with everything he's got going on off the field now. I mean, this guy's in a, a ton of commercials, the podcast, the girlfriend, the the, the everything this guy's got going on. Is yeah. this may is this hurting his game on the field? Because but at the same time, or is he just thirty four and he's starting to break down a little bit? Because when he is on the field, he is uh, still producing as a top as a top tight end in the NFL. But you got to wonder. If if Kelsey does get more and more banged up like this, how much of an impact this this takes on the uh, the Chiefs' offense? They seem kind of set on rotating their six different wide receivers in and out of the lineup. And I got a guy that I've I've been uh, more bullish on the others, especially right now for cards. And I want to talk about their matchup tomorrow night, Steve. But what do you think the fallout could be, man? I mean. It seems like the gist I'm getting from you, if 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 this this team could be quite hampered without Travis Kelsey, if he were to miss additional time, or even with Travis Kelsey, it's not quite as good of a team as it maybe was last year or the year before. And I'm sure they make a deep run, but maybe they don't get all the way there, and they do finally get ousted by the. Uh, by the Bills or the or the Dolphins this year, or maybe the Bengals have have officially woken up and and they're going to run the tables and they're going to get back in it. They they certainly looked that way this past week. I think a lot of what I'm understanding about the Bengals is that it, it's been a lot of play calling issues and it's been more of a Jekyll and Hyde approach to how they're how they're um, calling the offense and taking advantage of the new you know. Uh, kind of Vic Fangio kind of famed the the two the two high shell the two high safety look that a lot of defenses like to deploy to to try and confuse offenses. But you know, there's some teams trying to take advantage of that. Yeah, and a lot of the problems that the Bengals have had were just simply Joe Burrow's leg. You know, you know, basically running everything out of the shotgun because he's got no mobility. You know, you can't extend plays if you can't move. So that did uh, – the teams took that – took advantage of that, and you finally saw him moving around a bit, which is going to open up clearly a lot of opportunities as he had over 40 fantasy points this week. So uh, the Bengals are back. I think it's safe to say they're back. And, uh, you know, their record is a bit bruised, but, you know, it's a long season, man. Yeah, long a lot of football left. I mean, we're only through five weeks. We just got into the bye weeks, got a few more bye weeks this week. Um, as you're going to see, there's only 11 games on the main slate. What I, what I want to pull up here, Steve, is I want to answer this question from Robert Powers. Welcome to the quest, Robert. Uh, he said, do you think these mosaic single prices are inflated? Uh, I'm guessing he's talking about um, 2023, the rookie class here. And so what I wanted to do is pull up Brock Purdy, only the hottest name in the hobby right now, besides maybe Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. Then you uh, you have Brock Purdy base prism cards selling right now for 60, but you have his mosaic selling for 20. So that gives you an idea of how the mosaic is devalued compared to the hobby's most popular mainstream set besides optic rated rookie or based honors rated rookie the prism so steve seeing this information from last year and on none other than brock purdy 
what do you, what do you think about these 2023 mosaic prices? Are they inflated? I think they're inflated. You know, I think they're inflated. I mean, the Purdy's got a little bit of uh, deflation because it's a year old now, but I do think they're inflated. And I think that uh, as long as the schedule release continues as planned with Panini, that uh, you'll see the normal cycle where these are the premier card for a while until the next big set comes out, which I think is cool because I do like Mosaic. But that being said, I mean, I'm seeing some pretty obnoxious prices. But, Andy, even since last week's show, I've already seen them come down quite a bit. Yeah, there, there's a lot of supply hitting the market right now. It, it's super interesting to watch these auctions and buy it now as they start to really flood in. And this is exactly what I was what I was hoping for to try and take advantage of. Um, and I'll tell you right off the bat, Steve, I've seen these horizontally ones that they've trademarked the NFL debut this year. Um, I like that they did that because it's easy to tell the difference and it's easier to know that you should be devaluing that card compared to the vertical one. Uh, so you can see the, the massive difference. Obviously, that's base and that's the silver mosaic. But um, you're going to find this for a lot of these. I mean, look at the the silver vertical mosaic here for Anthony Richardson, and he's another major injury. We got to we we got to talk about Steve. I mean, it's big time. But um, but yeah, I mean, that's like look, this is auction today. Did get four bids, went for five dollars plus two dollars shipping. That's seven dollars out the door. Um, compared to the one that just ended for 99 cents because it's horizontally formatted plus a dollar. So that that's my big takeaway. I do see them inflated for certain players. Obviously, if you got them for Jordan Addison, like this is a great time to, to send them to auction because I think that it's probably the most um, obvious, the most obvious kind of spike right now. And if we were to look at his weekly ADP, like if we were to have a season long fantasy draft today with no Justin Jefferson, knowing how much Kevin O'Connell wants to throw the ball with Kirk Cousins and how good he is at those deep and intermediate passes, like Jordan Addison's ADP would skyrocket. And so that's what we're seeing for his cards right now. I mean, $45 for that mosaic, Steve. If I were to go pull up an Amon Ross St. Brown from 2021 or a Devonta Smith or even a Jamar Chase who just put up 51 fantasy points, I, I bet we're going to be able to get that card for a lot cheaper. And those guys have done a lot. And Jordan Addison's done very, very little. Yeah, uh, you know, the Bears secondary hasn't been that good this year, but um, they did look pretty good last week. So I, I think it's a matter of who they're going to go up against for Addison to be successful. Plus the fact that he's dealing with some kind of injury. He's been limited in practice this week. But um, I think that he will play and uh, and should be a good start still. So let's look at this sold data here for Jamar Chase. Another 50-burger fantasy point performance this week. Man, the stained glass for 150 right now. Look at that orange. Nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, the reactive orange PSA 10. That's like half 10. price from maybe a year ago. Yeah. And we, we talked about him maybe, was it two weeks ago, how he should be the target for a buy low. I mean, you had to know that eventually things were going to reverse course. He's just too good 
for that to be the case. If that happened to Justin Jefferson for three, four weeks in a row, you better believe people would be jumping on that. It's and it, it's it's also just a it's also a marker about mosaic though too, in my opinion. Like I I feel like there have been some, there definitely has been a dip on Jamar Chase just overall in general. I mean, look at the past thirty days on his other cards, whether it's rated rookie, Prism. I mean, we got a lot of lot of down charts. Like if we looked at six months, Steve, we're seeing down charts of anywhere from 17 to percent on the base rated rookie PSA 10 to almost 20 percent on the base prism 32 percent on that that blue scope a negative um 27 percent on the Donruss press proof premium so there's been a you're right there's been a lot of of uh, of a dip on Jamar Chase over the past few months because of this super slow start. What's the before you leave off that page? What's like the one year on uh, like the orange mosaic or like the disco, the orange one? I'm curious for my own knowledge, and I'm sure the chat is too. Well, the orange mosaic has only got 389 PSA oh, wow. 10s, and it's kind of it's bounced around a ton. But 37 is the 52 week high, though. Yeah, yeah, that was that was playoff. That was playoff time period, and that was a buy it now. So. Another great piece of evidence to show you kind of why you can get your highest prices by it now most in most cases, you know, um, unless you get incredibly lucky with the time in which you're ending your auction. <laughs> maybe, maybe the optic hollow would be a better one because there'll be a more like more likelihood that there's more of them being bought and sold. Yeah, that, that's another great card. Um, let's look at the let's look at the trend on that. That one's got a over the past six months down about twenty percent, but we have a fifty-two week high of one hundred and fifty-five. Once again, though, a low pop of wow, just two hundred and seventy-five. Wow, I'm actually I'm actually really surprised by that. Yeah, it it doesn't do as well. I don't know if it's the photo for this card. You know, there's obviously issues with some of these photos for Jamar Chase. I, I don't think – I think maybe a lot of people are really, really targeting the higher-end stuff for Jamar Chase with, with having like almost 5,000 different rookie cards, each of their own print run, and some of these goofy photos for his um, his base cards. Um, yeah, I, I – I definitely like that field level silver is really nice, man. I, I think this is probably one of his coolest photos, if not his coolest photo. 400. Nice. And look at where that sold in the playoffs. 400. Buy it now in the playoffs. And and now that card is around 150 bucks. That, that one to me definitely has upside. If you can find, it's only a pop of 76 out there. But even a raw one, it's got a 65% conversion from raw to PSA 10. So that, that's definitely worth buying raw off of eBay because if you get a 10, and I, I would be curious to see what those raw cards sell for if they pop up. I, I know the field level silvers or the field levels in general were from hobby only in 2021. So it's a, um, a little harder to find them, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, and you don't see many of them listed either. Uh, I tend to scour the auctions pretty often, and they, they don't come up too too often. And now I can see why. The sheer 
back. Oh, wow, man. There you go. There's a slide for you guys uh, ending Saturday night of field level silver PSA 10 currently at $21 and 38 cents. Yeah. I mean, look, there's one on all of eBay. Uh, I'll tell you right there. That's a super popular card, not just for chase, but uh, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, orange laser prism. Super popular card. You can see that's even got one bid at $20 for Jamar Chase, ending in nine minutes. Um, let's see. Okay. Yeah, this is what I wanted to see, Steve. So we've got the PSA 9 field level silver, Jamar Chase wow. for 41 compared to the 10 at 220 The raw one here, August 23rd, 57 But you can see how rare that card is. There's not a whole lot of transactions. And then that's it. Like, and, and then that's it. So that tells you or shows you how rare that field level silver is from 2021, even for a guy like Jamar Chase. It brings up an interesting topic. We we talked offline before about, you know, what what card from each player, you know, would we personally designate as their rookie? You know, when everyone thinks of the Jordan rookie, they know exactly what that card looks like. When you think of the Ken Griffey Jr. card, you know exactly what that card looks like. Same with the Troy Aikman, yada, yada, yada. You know, these days it's hard. There's so many different rookie cards, Andy, but I think you make a good point. Not only is there a good amount of scarcity to, to this one, but it's potentially one of his best photos for a card, too. Mr. T said, what fields are you sniping, Hitman? Ooh, man, I've uh, I've been trying to just find serial numbered stuff. Um, I mean, honestly, even the PSA nines for the optics and the uh, prisms still haven't fully rebounded. I don't know if you've looked at some of the higher end stuff, Andy, but it's almost like that first two, three weeks of the season didn't happen and people are already paying big money on fields cards again, too. So, uh, but some of the lower to mid range stuff is not quite caught back up. Yeah, it's going to, I think it's going to take a string of games together to really start driving the volume. I mean, the guy's got a lot of supply out there. So it's kind of like he's in that similar situation as uh, Jalen Hurts or Jordan Love or even a guy like Kenny Pickett. You know, there's a lot of guys that these guys have so much supply out there. It's it, it one, one week of, of uh, good performance is nice like i saw the orange laser for example we talked about the orange laser prism steve i saw the bottom of that around 100 i saw him get up to about 150 this, um last thursday night so it, it's a different um market that you see sell i see a lot more of those kind of cards sell for justin fields then when i look at the dj Moore market i see a lot of those rookie autos sell for him anywhere between you know, $40 to $100, $150, depending on the scarcity and the brand it's from and stuff like that. Yeah, the uh, you made a good point with the orange lasers and discos. The nice thing about a lot of teams that have orange in them, orange, uh, like the Bears, the Bucks, the Bengals, uh, perfect, perfect targets for uh, color match type stuff. <laughs> Jets crazy thinks Kirk is going to New England. That would be an interesting combination. Definitely yeah. pos 
could could be the death blow to his career or or maybe not yeah or maybe or maybe not man oh man you the the chat is lit tonight what's up bob james in the house um all right steve it is time uh to get into this week six slate but um broke we we did briefly touch on the fact that ar took another big hit to the ground on a designed run play um where he sprained his ac joint sprained his throwing shoulder he went to ir he's going to miss a minimum of four weeks Gardner Minshew comes in, leads the Colts to a decisive win. Gardner Minshew playing really well for the Colts, but definitely not the physical player that AR is. Not going to be design runs and um, you know butt shoves or brotherly shoves, whatever they call them these <laughs> days in, in the NFL for uh, for Minshew. Although he, he, I saw I saw him pushing Zach Moss over the line in in the game. I mean the guy will the guy will get in there. I saw him lay a block for Zach Moss who balled the freak out, even though Jonathan Taylor just secured a, a three year, what was it? $42 million contract and is now back, but only carried the ball seven times compared to Zach Moss's 23 carries for like 150 yards. You know, it makes me wonder if Zach Moss will be a prime, prime trade ship, Andy, in the next few weeks. I think it's very possible. Yeah, especially as Jonathan Taylor gets ramped up. I think this is a great uh, opportunity right now on Jonathan Taylor as he gets ramped up. They're not going to pay him that much money and then not use him. I mean, he's displaying that he's at full health. I think he gets ramped up here in terms of usage. So I think this is – I don't know. I, I can't expect Jonathan Taylor to get just like 70% 70, 70 of the carries next week. Maybe they're ramping Zach Moss up right now. They're juicing him up to trade him. That's a great point, Steve. Um, which could be which could be really interesting. Um, Devon okay. A chain with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, he blew up the past couple weeks, bust on the scene as a top three running back. Boom, gets hit with the knee. He's out. He's on IR. He's going to be out the next four weeks. That was unfortunate because he was uh, such a such a shining star for the the running back market as a as a rookie on the super dynamic mm -hmm. miami dolphins and uh, he was leading many of fantasy managers and uh a chain card owners to the bank and uh, now now he hits the ir for four weeks you know i think more than card wise i think it hurts people more fantasy wise because like we just saw with addison there's just not a lot of product out on him yet so you know, kind of hit the pause button, um, trading card wise, if anything. But man, if if you were able to scoop him up, or you drafted him, or you had him on a best ball squad, you're probably doing pretty well, and uh, you'll probably be in a decent spot for a while because of him. And uh, you know, hopefully, he's able to come back in a few weeks and continue helping you out. But yeah, Zach Moss, I could think of two, three teams off the top of my mind that could use some running back help: uh, the Browns, the Ravens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even, I guess, Green Bay, even because they have the injury problems with their starters. So um, that makes a lot of sense. It doesn't seem like, at least right now, they're playoff bound. But, again, it's too soon to say. But I think the next two weeks will tell you a lot. So 
one one thing that we uh, we led in the the uh, the stream with Steve is the fact that um, Alec Pierce is kind of faded into the background as Josh Downs, the rookie slot wide receiver there, has commanded quite a few targets, and in fact, he has emerged as a uh, a favor almost a favorite target for Gardner Minshew who is a gunslinging Mississippi mustache boy. So um, Gardner Minshew likes him some Josh Downs. Josh Downs, a rookie. The um, the Colts are sitting tied for first place in the AFC South. So they're, they're hanging in there as a very relevant team. And you, you now, I mean, you're in an interesting situation. How do you feel about uh, Gardner Minshew? It's unfortunate for AR because he was playing so well. I mean, as a rookie, he was on a... On a fantasy points per drop back basis, he was already playing as a top four quarterback in fantasy before he succumbed to the shoulder injury. So I really would love to see him get healthy and and take care of himself. Figure out how to take hits better, like Jalen Hurts. You know, figure out how to take hits to where you're not getting so banged up. Um, Ar's got to figure that out, man. He's got to figure that out to last in the league especially at, at his type of his archetype. Um, so, but, th but this is interesting combination here, Gardner and Josh Downs, because Downs is a, is a rookie and he's got quite a bit of product out and Minshew is, is going to sling it. I think quite a bit. We, we got some competitive situations and uh, Minshew is a very competitive, um, great team player and definitely can throw the ball. So I think this is the real week that we kind of see how things shake up. Um, we talked about the kind of yards per pass average before, but under Minshew, you can expect that to go up. Here's the thing is though Pierce has not produced much, he's clearly the number two as far as snap percentage, playing almost 99% of the snaps most games, whereas Downs is playing like in the 70s. So this week I think things are going to kind of – really take shape if you look at alec pierce for example who's done pretty much nothing all year he's had three two seven two two in targets andy can you guess which game he had seven targets in was it the the Minshew game was that one two game so i i think that we see uh the true true shape of things this week with with how that goes clearly guys have the guys they like throwing to more and that's just the way it is in this league so We'll see how it shapes up this week, but there's no doubt Downs is a good talent, uh, but we'll see where he is in the pecking order with a full, maybe multiple full games now. Yeah, there are quite a few uh, mouths to feed there, so I definitely get that. And that was a competitive game. Week two was against the Texans. You know, uh, Downs did have a 75% snap share, so it's not like you would look at that and you think it's like some kind of uh, Kadarius Tony snap share. Um, you know, some, some type of gadget player role where they don't, they don't use him much, or even guy like Jaden Reed, who's been a rookie slot receiver for the Packers who, um, stepped up pretty big for them earlier in the season. He wasn't even getting a 75% snap share, you know, it was a little bit under 50%. So to, to see that he's on the field at 75% rate is good. Um, and, and I, I get it. Alec Pierce is going to their their number two guy in all their two wide receiver sets. So he's got a higher snap share. But is he going to command? I know you mentioned a seven target game. Uh, that same game, 
Josh Downs had five five targets this past week. He had six, which were, went six for ninety seven. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what's going to happen with the pecking order. I guess it comes back to Minshew right now, but I like betting on a potential breakout uh, for the rookie Josh Downs. Uh, he's he's got an interesting profile, man. He's got a lot of speed and stuff out of North Carolina. And same same uh, same college that Trubisky went to, man. And uh, Downs has got almost a 35 percent college target share. Yeah, and at this point, uh, I mean, yeah, again, we don't have a lot of product for him, but uh, hype-wise compared to even Pierce, who is last year's rookie class, still uh, has a pretty good amount of hype on his card. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a great observation where we compare, like, two guys that are kind of fighting for uh, the second dominant role on a team, and they're only about a year apart from product releases. So I think price-wise, they're actually going to be pretty similar simply because of, A, the scarcity of Downs' product, and B, you know, the popularity of Pierce and the availability of Pierce and his product from last year. So, but yeah, I'm feeling I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to snipe this uh, Mosaic Rookie Auto uh, Pierce, or not Pierce. <laughs> um, you got me thinking about Alec Pierce now, and I'm trying to multitask, Eve. <laughs> Uh, no, I was thinking about this Josh Downs on Mosaic here. $22 gives you the ability to make an offer and, and, and everything, of course. But uh, it does have one sale. They don't show you what it transacted at. But uh, this is already pre-processed as elite, so I'm showing off the nice prism finish. I got a rookie autograph. I mean, literally talking about one of his only pro uniform rookie autos. This is the, the flagship rookie auto right now, unless you're maybe looking at like a pen pals or a luminance year one, Steve. Um, I mean, even when Donruss comes out, I mean, this is still going to be the card that a lot of people are going to chase unless they're chasing some super rare uh, case hit or, you know, one of those really rare, like turn of the centuries or something uh, for Josh Downs. So, this card at twenty two dollars, Steve. I'm like, what? This is a this is a good deal, bro. Like, if it go, let's let's go and compare it to some of the other sold data. Not not Kalijah Kansi, who's literally paid like played like two games with the with the Bucks, or Aiden O'Connell, who lost a game for the Raiders uh, when he played. Michael Wilson's in that deep sleeper mode. I mean, shoot, that was a that was a snipe right there. So I'm starting to see some pretty good deals go down for some of these 2023 mosaics, Steve, if you know the players to look for. And this is a, uh, an example of something that you and I have been doing since, you know, back, back in the day. And that's, you know, everyone's going to try to buy like the main couple guys right out of the box. And, you know, I mean, that's actually not a, a bad price, 60 bucks on that. That'll hold no. value for a while, but. Uh, for the most part, like you're looking for the diamonds in the rough, the guys are going to pop off later that everyone's just sifting through to get to the other guys. And that's where you'll make, uh, you know, the biggest impact initially. Somebody asked in the chat. So another did not practice this week is Deshaun Watson with the shoulder. We don't know if he's coming back. That's kind of scary situation at this point for the Browns with how bad DTR was last time. 
And somebody in the chat mentioned earlier, are we are is anybody buying DTR? There it is. It's Alex Trevino. Said so, anybody still buying DTR? Um, not a guy I was high on before, but I will say that the report from this morning was that he's actually been uh, demoted to the third quarterback for now. So Ooh, yeah. who, who's the backup? Who's who's gonna start? Oh uh, man, you know what? I was reading that earlier. Let me see if I can find that out real quick. Dorian, Dorian. Yeah, I'll I'll race you, Steve. You'll probably you'll probably beat me. Think I got you. I, I don't know who it's gonna be. They must have just picked somebody up. I'm on playerprofiler.com. They don't have Thompson Robinson. Thompson. Another quarterback on the uh, on the depth chart mentioned here. So I'd have to look that up. Oh, here we go. <laughs> It says, where the hell did I read that this morning? Man, I promise, I promise. Just be careful because I, I read it this morning that that he's got bumped to third in the, the pecking order. The thing that I think is interesting, though, about the Watson thing is supposedly he said they told him he was okay to play last week and he chose not to. What? Yeah, if you look the if you look up, uh, there's actually quite a few reports on that as well. Oh, PJ Walker here, PJ Walker to start <laughs> Sunday if Deshaun Watson cannot play. I found it. PJ freaking Walker, man, DTR had to fall on his face in his first NFL outing. Mm. I sent you the uh, the link. Apparently, yeah. it won't let me posted in the chat, but you could probably put. Remember when we found that uh, Bijan Mosaic rookie auto that sold for six? I think it was sixty today in a buy it now. I gotta go back up and find this. I, I should have opened yeah. it up. I had no clue I was gonna find some just massive that inconsistencies. Is, that's beautiful, man. That that like I said, that was a oh yeah hell of a buy, man. Yeah, because I, I just found an auction, and, and that was one of those auctions that was at 99, and someone made the offer. So it just goes to show you, if you see those auctions running that have that make an offer button, test it out. See see what you can get, because look, here's an actual auction that ended earlier today for that same exact card that sold for over twice as much, two and a half times as much, a hundred and fifty dollars. There's always deals to be had. I'm a, I'm actually I'm actually seeing quite a few of uh, these mosaic rookie auto deals going down. So you know it's it's very closely correlated to the performance. Obviously, there's a lot of guys that were that that were highly touted coming out of college, have solid draft capital. Um, even got quite a bit of opportunity in preseason and their cards are going for a lot more. But now that they have been suppressed by the actual starter, just like, you know, we were we were telling everybody this is going to happen because we, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. And, and now you look at this, man, some of these are actually good deals, like they're actually being valued and sold at where they should be, even though they're rookies. Um, so you love to see this kind of stuff. And in a lot of unless you're in a major market, it's a good time for like buying PC guys, like guys that are rookies that aren't like 
first couple rounds that are just maybe defensive players on your team and stuff like that. Like those guys are just getting fed on the eBay so that they can fund, uh, you know, opening more boxes and stuff like that. All right. All right. All right. Um, I agree with you 100%, Steve. I agree. Uh, a couple other, a couple other injuries was, uh, James Connor. He's a notable one. Uh, there's a rookie running back for the Cardinals that I I've never even heard of. So I highly doubt he's got cards. <laughs> I mean, he was very popular on the waiver wire this week. Um, the Cardinals are surprisingly a fairly competitive team with a little bit of opportunity there. And, uh, this guy had some, some juice. Um, uh, you also had Daniel Jones with the neck did not practice Wednesday. Uh, Tyrod Taylor would be his backup. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's what 35 now. Hmm. Uh, so he's not exciting anybody in the card market. Some people think that Tyrod might be better than Daniel Jones, but I think that's ins- insanity. I think Daniel Jones is, he's been good, man. He just, they're, they're having, they're really struggling to get, get the season started i mean look quite a few teams did especially ones that had high high expectations coming in to the season for one reason or another well he's he's an example of you know how many times can you get hit before you eventually get injured i mean no protection of- whatsoever so i mean yeah you can say you know a good amount of it is on him but you know a lot of it isn't too so these these hits do add up unfortunately uh um i'm gonna star this up here just for um, a minute james um darren waller steve looks like his stock is up because i mean this guy is clearly the the um the favorite target and the target leader he's the most versatile player in the offense that's otherwise and maybe they start using jalen hyatt or something more but jalen hyatt's more of a deep ball threat anyways so Darren Waller is a guy that can win short, intermediate, and deep, and he's a mismatch nightmare. So uh, I get that it was kind of a soft matchup this past week, but Darren Waller definitely had a big week. And then speaking of tight ends, Dalton Kincaid with a concussion. It doesn't seem like they're letting any players play the, the second week. So the week after they get the concussion, none of these players have played the week after. So you can pretty much go ahead and count um, go ahead and like anybody that gets a concussion, they're in concussion protocol, and it's the the immediate week after they're not going to play. Yeah, I think I've only seen. I I can't tell you off the top of my head. I think I've only seen one exception to that this year. So it's pretty much going to be the uh, the standard across the board for the most part, uh, especially earlier in the year. You know, you can make an argument that if there was like a playoff game on the line that you needed to absolutely win that game they might push a guy through but i think this early in the season people are going to err on the side of caution and not risk long-term injuries for for no reason (laughs) uh james wants to know if anybody is ripping any 2023 bowman yeah i've seen a little bit being ripped on card twitter and I've seen some guys posting about it. Um, it's it's uh, it's kind of cool. They have some Dynagon-looking cards. They have the big kahunas again. There's quite a few serial number and rookie autos that they're pulling out of there. A lot of firsts. 
uh, you know, it got a lot of big names in there. It seems like a pretty solid product, even if you were buying the hobby box at 140. I think you've got to probably be about a 50 50 shot of that product paying off for you. Um, I wouldn't pay 200 250 for that box, Steve, but from what I've seen on card Twitter, uh, paying even 140 for that box or 150 for that box is not bad. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I'd like to see it closer to 100 but when you look at what some of the pro uniform boxes cost, in comparison, I guess it's not that bad, but the product's so new and there's not a competition, really, for Bowman College. Like, there's other college products, but I think that you could argue that's the premier college product. So uh, people are going to be going for those Bowman firsts, and uh, they'll be relevant until those guys hit the league. Yeah, that's that's a good point, man. Relevant until those guys hit the league. That means the the, the college football playoffs, the the hype cycle leading up through free agency to the draft, and boom, a massive crescendo at the draft. And then it's not even till you know uh, the beginning of September they start to come out with like pro uniform sets that are relevant, like Donruss Elite, you know. So it's um you definitely have a massive window here where the bowman chrome university first is going to be the card for a lot of these young young guys yeah and in some cases uh some of these guys won't be playing until maybe a year from now or two years from now in some cases all right steve it's that time to uh run through the week six slate in um, machine gun fashion, and we're going to build some pick'em slips. We're going to look at some more snipes as we go through. We're going to talk the, the numbers behind these teams as we go through. We're going to look at the over-unders, the point spreads, the bets, um, and we're going to make some slips tomorrow night. I'm liking this one. You, while, uh, uh, while you're pulling that up, maybe I can machine gun down the Yahoo rankings for each position just because uh, – it may be a little bit, little bit of a deciding factor, possibly, into some of our choices. Yes, and before you do that, a quick word from our sponsor. What's up, Football Card Quest? I'm Paul Hickey, co-host of the Sports Card Strategy Show, right here on the NoOffseason.com Sports Card Network. Be sure to check out our other great shows on the network by visiting NoOffseason.com. And of course, check out all the great content that Andy's putting out at FootballCardQuest.com to help you make money flipping football cards to fund your PC, fund your life. All right, everybody, here's Football Card Quest. Yeah, Paul. Appreciate that, Paul. Shout out to Paul and, and NoOffseason.com. All right, Steve, hit us with your hit us with your ranks. I'm pulling up the week six slate. I am chomping at the bits to get into this to get into this man right off the bat. We got the uh, the Chiefs tomorrow night hosting the Broncos. Juicy. So I think most people, at least for QBs, are in at least ten man leagues. So we'll do at least the top ten guys. I think a couple of these guys are not going to be a surprise to anybody, but I think a lot of them will. So we'll go one Josh Allen. Two cousins, three Tua, four Mahomes, five Hertz, six Fields, seven Russell Wilson, Andy. Russell Wilson, 
Eight, Brock Purdy. Nine, Jared Goff. Ten, Justin Herbert. What's the biggest surprise on that list for you? Well, it's Russell Wilson and a one in four Denver Broncos. He actually hasn't been playing that bad. The defense is so god-awful for the Broncos. Uh, they've been getting gashed up, and um, they just haven't been able to get the ball to bounce their way. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's been the biggest surprise that although we were so down on Russ and his his card values are so down, that's, you know, part of like a, such a, a good learning experience about how quarterbacks are so closely tied to that win-loss, Steve. But that's that's got to be the 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 um the one for me that he's actually a top 10 but the win loss for the broncos is one and four i think it's got to be two or cousins just because everyone thinks that if you're not a rushing quarterback you can't be a top fantasy quarterback and if you look at that list i mean mahomes hurts allen you know those those guys can move the ball Two and Cousins only have 20 and 20, 21 and 22 rushing yards on the season. Clearly not running the ball. So they are uh, proving proving that theory wrong. Uh, I did want to go to the running back, or excuse me, the receiver position next. And man, we had a little bit of a change in the rankings this week, Andy. Tyreek one, DJ Moore two, Stefan Diggs three, Justin Jefferson four, but I think. You know, we all know what's going to happen there, depending how long he sits out for. My guy, Mr. Puka Nakua, number five. Keenan Allen, despite being on bye last week, six. Jamar, seven. A.J. Brown, eight. Devontae, nine. Nico Collins, ten. And Andy, how about Andy Thielen, or Adam Thielen at 11? Got to love it, man. Got to love it. Yeah, it's amazing how, how much a top four or five fantasy week can really boost these wide receivers up in the rankings. So it kind of shows you that volatility. I mean, I mean, look at this for Jamar Chase. I mean, he, he didn't even really scratch the surface. I mean, he was, <laughs> you know, wide receiver 47, then wide receiver 66, and then wide receiver 10, and then 26, and now wide receiver 2. The same thing could be said for DJ Moore. And look at this. It's going up every week, man. It's been going up, basically. And now he totally binked this past week. And I pray to God for for uh, DJ Moore and all the Bears fans, including you, Steve, that they can they can <laughs> like bottle up and remember what you guys did Thursday night. And I know the commanders had some blown coverages and that they exploited, but look, DJ Moore is one of the best separators in the league. He he is uh he's him and Jamar Chase are very similar players. So it's like, dude. Just just get him the ball. He's always open. Uh, here's a little advice for maybe a possible trade. I'm not a big trader, Andy, but I did make two big deals this year already. And uh, one guy I would advise trading for um, in a standard league is Keenan Allen. He's already had his buy, and he's just getting all the work, man. He's getting all the work in a really, really resurgent offense with Herbert bouncing back this year, you know, everyone thought it was Mike Williams and then they thought Keenan was cooked. And then they thought it was, you know, uh, you know, the rookie receiver and then Palmer and then all these different things. But I think it's clear that it's Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler's show. Uh, so maybe make a trade for him. And actually I picked up Puka Nakua in a keeper league this year, Andy, and oh. I, would, I would traded away Calvin Ridley. 
So trading a little bit of uh, veteran for youth. And uh, I think I made a great move, honestly. Yeah, as long as Matt Stafford's at quarterback, I mean, it, what's incredible is you look at the top 10 ranks from a lot of fantasy experts this week. Top 10 wide receivers. They've got both Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. <laughs> and so what does that mean? That means Matt Stafford's a baller, you know? So, volume, volume, volume. Yeah, he's he's the Kirk Cousins of the West, man. And, you know, and Matt Stafford can sling it with the best of them. So, um, yeah, I, I think it... I think it's really interesting how both of those guys are still having such high usage and they're throwing the ball a lot. So they do have a lot of holes on defense. And I think they're going to be in a lot of these shootout games where they're competitive and they're putting up points. They are a great team to be in on right now. And, you know, Stafford's got a ring, uh, got a, just, just got a ring a couple years ago. So if this team, you know, it's, I, I, as I say this out loud, I'm thinking like, yeah, but they can never get past the 49ers, right? They can't get past the 49ers, right? Didn't they played them pretty close, Andy? We called that a couple weeks ago. They played. They they actually has been the closest team to play the 49ers. Yeah, Der- Derek before the season did say, "Don't sleep on Stafford in dynasty. Don't sleep him in, on him in in seasonal, daily, even our prop bets, probably cards as well." I mean, he's definitely seen an uptick and is proving why he should he should be um, sought after, man. So I'm impressed, man. What uh, what about Kyron Williams? Has uh, how's he doing? How's the running back position doing? What's what's our top 10 for RBs? Yeah, he's definitely on that list. And I think we all know who number one is. I mean, McCaffrey um, has everyone beat by a, a good margin. Eight, you know, Devin A-Chain or Ashane or whatever he's going by these days. He was actually two, so it's uh, sad to see him get hurt. Mostert, with only one point less, is at three. Zach Moss, four. And then Kyron Williams at five. I mean, who could have expected that? That's a guy that people were basically taking in the last round of best ball drafts as a dart throw. And, uh, man, what a value if you were able to get him either in a best ball draft or as a last or late round pick in your uh, home leagues next is etn at six and then demont at seven man and he did he actually missed a week too so you can imagine where he could be if not for that uh kenneth walker deandre swift and Bijan mustard at 10 interesting yeah tony pollard at 11 uh i got brian robinson derrick henry pacheco pollard's actually down at 15 man wow Wow, I got um, necessarily his fault. I mean, they've been so far ahead in games that there's really not been a need to mount an offense. No, he's been playing. I I think he's been playing solid. He's been about paying off his ADP. If you look at his finishes on a week to week, I know the Yahoo scoring system is a little bit different. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you're seeing I'm showing the PFF uh, fantasy rankings and. Uh, he's he's going by Yahoo, so it's it's got to be a little bit of a um, a scoring difference there. Um, but you guys get the point, and you can see once again this massive volatility. And Bijan hasn't even had this is what's so sick, Steve. Bijan hasn't even had the um, the opportunity. He hasn't had these bell cow opportunities, man, with Tyler Algier. So he's just been consistent. Top, you know, top 10, top 15. He had even a 22 there in week three, but mostly 
you get like these top, t- uh, you know, 10 to 15 finishes that are just going to keep him right there. He could be a guy that you could mm-hmm. potentially uh, – Pollard anyway, going back to Pollard. A guy you could potentially trade for. And um, and there's actually – what was the other guy? I was going to say there's another guy you can go trade for, uh, and that is Josh Jacobs. Because if you looked at his rankings for the last two weeks, Andy, he's in the top 10. So uh, I would think about getting him now while someone perceives his value to be that of not much. All right, Steve, tight ends. Tight ends, tight ends. Uh, Man, could you believe Sam Laporta would be number one? But he is. And I think a lot of that has to do with this past week um, with the two touchdowns. So Kelsey, despite missing a week, is number two. Cole Komet. Cole Komet at three. He's had a, a couple touchdown weeks in a row there. Uh, this is really tight. I don't know. You, it may not show on your screen, but the difference between second and sixth is four points. So there's a big shakeup incoming at some point here, but it's Komet, Andrews, Kittle, Hawkinson. You know, less than four points separate Kelsey and Hawkinson there. And then you've got Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Logan Thomas, who came out of the woodwork, and then Someone lit a uh, lightning bolt into uh, Dallas Goddard's behind because he actually showed up this week too. So I expect a little bit more of him going forward. Another great guy to go pick up now because people may have been ready to ditch him. Yeah, and then right there you have Dalton Schultz as well who's come out of the woodworks as a at top 10 at the position who's making an interesting run this week. Not a, I don't see the Denver – no, no Denver tight ends up here at all. The closest Denver tight end is Adam Troutman, way down at number thirty-five. Although, uh, what's this game? Dolchik just came off of the, uh, like the what's it? Return from IR or whatever. Okay, all right, uh, that's interesting. Uh, do you got do you got defense rankings? Yeah, that's actually one I'm excited to go over because on bye weeks, man, on bye weeks the. Picking up a defense is viable to play on matchups. So, believe it or not, um, Dallas's defense is number one by quite a bit. Yeah, touchdowns. And then you've got Buffalo two, Philly three, Baltimore four, New Orleans with the shutout this week, five, Frisco six, Pittsburgh seven, Detroit eight, Jacksonville nine, Jets ten. I, I think that, uh, and we'll throw in an honorary 11th with Tampa. I think you're going to see with the Jets staying in more of these games, them climb that list a bit. And um, and probably the Niners probably climb that list a bit too. But uh, New Orleans is two in two of my three keeper leagues. I've got New Orleans defense. So that shutout was massive. Mm. Interesting. Interesting, man. All right. Well, that was, uh, that was a uh, very fun discovery there steve how are we feeling about this broncos chiefs matchup tomorrow night in kansas city travis kelsey's questionable um we got uh, broncos head to kansas city 47 point over under dallas's defense has been gashed all year i mean dallas what dude denver denver yeah the other d team well, um, you could say the Broncos right now are semi-similar to the Vikings where they have 
they've been doing all right on offense, but just abysmal on defense. So, you know, they that was a seven point game. So it looks like uh, they're saying that the Vikings are just a hair better than than Denver. So um, I think the Chiefs win it easily, but I think that the spread could be uh, covered by the the Broncos here. Yeah, and and like we said, Russell Wilson hasn't been uh, playing that bad. I mean, he threw for over 300 yards this past week um, on 38 passing attempts in a game against a, a dynamic offense that got into a shootout. But and he, and he threw his first pick. But before that, he had, he hadn't thrown any picks. He's been throwing a couple touchdowns per game. Um, put up a decent production here. And the defense is getting him in, into all these these shootouts, man. So I like the um, the pickums here to go over for Russell Wilson tomorrow night. And I'm interested in I don't know whether it's his completions. I'm I'm fine with the completions at 20.5. The pass attempts, uh, I think overall the completions one could be really interesting but what do you think about these these um russell wilson we and we got the chili pepper we got the chili pepper here too um you know completions is i think the safest and i'm okay with the the completions the thing with the touchdowns is you get a healthy javante williams back this week and uh i i can't honestly say i remember his name but the other uh, rookie running back that kind of has been popping off the past few weeks uh jaleel mclaughlin that's the guy that's the guy uh, so i think they actually can improve this week having two healthy runners because javante maybe is still kind of dealing with football conditioning coming back from that nasty knee injury and having a compliment to him i think actually only makes him better is is it um, is it worth trying to gamble on any of these uh, chili peppers here? Like uh, touchdown for Sky Moore, ch- touchdown for Tony. Oh, we have a chili pepper touchdown for Rashi Rice. What about Justin Watson? R- Rashi Rice has been getting uh, five at least five targets each game. Uh, Justin Watson does not have a chili pepper. And um, he gets, you know, between one and three targets per game. So, I I mean, I think if you look at all these guys and the targets that they get, right? Hmm. Rice is getting more than NVS, who's getting two per game. Uh, Tony got got six at Minnesota, but, you know, it's such situational for Tony. And then this now you get and and look how the A dots are incredibly shallow as well. And then you get two and one so the way i look at this even sky Moore, two the past two weeks got two each week and six i'm looking at rashi rice as the the number one receiver i think in this offense outside of kelsey i mean they beat the table to draft this guy in the second round yeah what were the what were the pickums on him uh they have a chili pepper 1.75 X on a touchdown, but then they also just have three receptions when he's been getting an average of five targets per week. So it feels like three receptions. You just got to get four receptions from him. Uh, and, and we're already at a three X on our money. All right. All right. Yeah. Denver defense has been very beatable, so I could see it. 
do we try and play conservative? Like, I feel like we do need to do some responsible slips. You have uh, all of our slips that we've been doing this to this point on underdogfantasy.com, which, by the way, you guys can get a 100% instant deposit bonus up to $500 now using promo code QUEST. Mm. Promo code QUEST if you're new to underdogfantasy.com. Um, and, and you can get in on these pickums with us. But, Steve, we've been going for the five-leggers. I missed uh, a few of them this past week where I got three right, two wrong. Do we go conservative here because we feel confident in the two and try and 3x the money, or do we try and go big again? You see, we're still up massively. I mean, we only yeah. we only won the one week, but that's – I mean, you only got to win a couple weeks, and you're already winning a bunch of money. Yeah, I mean, mix it up. Do a, do a two, do a three, and then maybe a five or two because – you know, the safe, I, I always used to say the safe ones fund the big ones. So, yeah, I like that. And the, the odds of hitting a two-legger, obviously, exponentially higher. Exponentially, man. You just got to get two things right to 3x your money. I mean, uh, the, the, the card buy for me would be the same thing, would be Rashi Rice, man. Really interested in Rashi Rice because I feel like, you get a little bit of a, a Chiefs bonus there, and even though there's such a, a big rotation between all these players, it, one spike week from a rookie wide receiver attached to Patrick Mahomes, all of a sudden, bam! I mean, these, these things are going to go up big time, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the minute somebody steps out of the uh, the shadows in that receiving group, it's going to be pretty big. I mean, we kind of saw what happened with Sky Moore in the preseason. And then that never really shook out. So you could only imagine uh, once somebody decides that they want to be that guy and step out and and uh, take a little bit of the heat off of Kelsey so he doesn't have to do everything. But, yeah, I'm curious. Uh, do they have any of his mosaic stuff on there? Other yeah, than dude. So, so this is what I did last week for Sam Laporta. Um, this is very high on Sam Laporta coming into last week with no Amon Ross St. Brown. So – um, who's still one of my favorite players that I'll I'll buy into, but it Rashi Rice here, his base mosaic for two seventy five. I was able to buy these for Laporta and turn around and sell them for five, and now you can find them for a little bit higher than that on here. But there's only one, so there's only the yeah. one on here. So this is just such an easy flip. Look if you look on the left hand side. It'll tell you all the different mosaics and, and what they're listed at for him. There's only two mosaics on the entire site. One's the base, and then the other one is the silver, which is scanned. So you need to snipe this and reprocess it as elite. And, and you know, they could potentially sell it here, eBay. Your options are open. But um, check these your... are both snipes. Both check snipes. The, check the uh, check your private chat real quick too. I got private chat. I got, I got a snipe for the uh, the community here. I, I made an offer of ten dollars, but you guys can buy that full price. Uh, that is that is a snipe. We'll we'll share with you guys right there. All right, let's see what Steve's got here. Oh, nice, very nice. Uh, oh, dude, this is serial numbered out of 199 too. It's that. Yeah. 
a dollar right now, zero bids. Steve, and let me tell you something. I don't, I I don't know how bought... you dig these gems up out of the out of the dirt, <laughs> man. But this is this is a good one. It's just it's just what I do, man. I can tell you, I've bought a lot of cards. Don't be scared to buy cards from overseas. I've bought a lot of cards from China, Korea, etc., Japan. Uh, it comes way quicker than you think it would, and uh, there's never been any issues. So, luckily with eBay, there's never any concern with that. Uh, this uh, this has massive potential. You you would not be finding this card for what would you say under twenty bucks right now if you were to buy it now. Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 I we just need one spike game from Rice here with Mahomes, especially if Kelsey misses a game. It's on, baby. It is. It's on. Like even even if he doesn't though, Rice is become his favorite receiving option i think it's pretty clear consistently so six dollars shipping though steve i don't know i'm I'm gonna put in 11 i'm not gonna be super competitive i give the other guys a, a shot at it too but um we're gonna we'll go ahead and put in 11 and see if we walk away with it that would be pretty awesome nice man very nice so that's how we parlay our fantasy knowledge, our sports betting knowledge with uh, football cards right there, guys. Let's see here. All right. Looks like the most recent news. I think we kind of knew that Kelsey would be playing on Thursday. Okay, and, he uh, is. And that is confirmed here on uh, NFL Insider Jordan Schultz. Confirming that. So I think when he came back and finished the game, I think, most likely that was a an assurance that he was playing this week. <laughs> okay. What do we got? Um, we got a we got a is that another London game we got? Uh yeah, we got a kickoff at 9 30 a.m. Ravens versus the Titans NFL network. Um where is that at? Yeah, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, another London game. The Ravens and the Titans, man. These teams, to me, seem to get fairly sluggish when they travel overseas. And, of course, the Jags have kind of got like a home away from home there. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they definitely took advantage of that, um, not only against the Falcons, but then against the Bills. So they got a little home field advantage there. I don't know how this is going to go. This kind of reminds me of that Germany game last year with the the, Se the Seahawks and the Bucks. And so, uh, seeing the Ravens at the Titans, maybe this is the game because I feel like these kind of games favor the younger guys that that maybe don't get as affected by the jet lag. You know, I just think about when we were younger, man. We we could go we could go with. Uh, jet lag and a night without sleeping and recover so much quicker and be ready to go and this and that. And uh, I feel like, you know, the Titans, man, with all the age on that team between Tannehill and Henry and, uh, you know, Burks is Burks is probably going to be bringing his inhaler. I don't know. Hopkins is 31. You know, the Ravens, I, th I think they win here. They're a good team. But I, I maybe this is finally the game where Zay Flowers realizes his true upside, his true potential, 
There's a couple drops this past week that really held him back. I mean, he almost exploded, man. Yeah, I think this game is probably about as close as they get on paper. Uh, you know, the thing about the veteran comment, I, I to a degree, I understand the from a physiological standpoint. But for the same respect, these veterans have potentially done this before, and they've been around the league for a while. They may be in their room reading a book while the younger players are out, you know, picking up some questionable ladies and doing some questionable activities uh, rather than getting sleep for the game. So maybe it goes the other way. Maybe, maybe it goes nah, the other man, way. Zay, they... Zay, but Zay, see, Zay, I would, I would agree with you for like Jamison Williams, you know, and Darius <laughs> Tony, those, those guys are doing that kind of crap, but not Zay. Zay, Zay is going to be sleeping. Uh, he's going to be rested, ready to go. I mean, this guy is a serious competitive athlete. Like, Man, it was so close last week. I, I think that I think he's a guy that that wants it bad, man. He's got that fight in him. I think it's going to be pretty close. I mean, the the Titans are showing kind of what they show every year, and that's you, you can never rule them out, man. They find a way to stay in games, and uh, and they are really good against the run, which is for the most part what the Ravens are good at, I guess. Not really this year, so I, I don't even know what what are the Ravens good at. I mean, they play good defense, I guess, and they don't turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean, really, they haven't really jumped off the page in any major category this year. No, they. Uh, you, I mean, you're right. They they haven't. They're middle of the pack, and a lot. I mean, they're they're. It would it would be their run game, right? I mean, and that's. Imagine if they had J.K. Dobbins. That's why we were so bullish on him man man you see what justice hill and gus edwards can do out there even latavius murray and of course lamar is always such a dangerous rusher um so their run their run offense has been pretty good but that's what the titans are good at they're good at stopping the run so that's what why this matchup sets up so interesting for the ravens offense and hopefully some more passing volume it's a to some of their skill position weapons. I mean, uh, you saw how um, Odell Beckham got Oda overpowered at the end of that Steelers game last week, and Joey Porter stole that touch um, that touchdown away from Odell and and picked it. And I mean, I see Rashad Bateman get a target every once in a while. Obviously, Mark Andrews is going to factor in quite a bit, but I mean, I'm looking at Zay Flowers as a guy they're still scheming in all over the place. The usage is great. It's just a matter of time before this is converted into a massive spike production game. And the Ravens are obviously going to be very relevant, Steve, as well, I think, when it comes time for the playoff race. I mean, Zay Flowers, I think, has been the uh, the shining light on that team as far as week-to-week dependency. He's got the volume and uh, the fact that he's a rookie as well, he's got that going for him. So um, I dig it. You know, I think that after, uh, you know, after the run game fell apart, if they don't trade for a running back, they're going to kind of have to lean on him this year to be the spark in that offense. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be primarily targeting them, those Zays on, on eBay too, unless you can find – some good um see it's just tough man i'm not i'm not seeing a whole lot on comc for zay well he's got his base mosaics in here at three dollars and 75 cents kind of interesting there's a 
rookie introductions insert six dollars with the the mosaic finish yeah just don't uh don't get too hungry just keep an eye on ebay there's there's going to be plenty of people who are not valuing his cards the way you do or you should and uh you know yeah he's a good he's a hot commodity he's a rookie but you know there's still those guys out there that are just qb only so you can find deals on positional guys uh well i'm going with, i'm going with some chili pepper picks on this one man i'm going with lamar throwing over one and a half touchdowns and i'm going with zay flowers getting one of those touchdowns and and now now all i need to do is bring it bring it back with a uh titans player and it's it's probably going to be whatever deandre hopkins is um ah, we got an anytime touchdown for deandre hopkins it's perfect steve hmm. i mean is he fine i feel like he hasn't found the end zone though you know he hasn't so he's due man he's totally due for a touchdown yeah even the yardage seems pretty safe what was it 45 Oh, 57. Uh, 50, 57, which, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's very safe. Yeah, it's very safe. I'm just going, I'm going for whatever reason. I feel like this one's a, uh, this is a big boy one right here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big boy. The big, the big ball play on this one here. Yeah. I'm not as, I'm not at that bold that I'm going to add in the Tannehill. Uh, Sure. What's the what's the line on Tajay Spears? Tajay Spear touchdown. You get a two X bonus from that man. I like the um, receiving. Yeah, you know, here's the thing: is he's been actually the the share leader in in times when they're behind, uh, mm -hmm. where the other way around when Henry when Henry's in, it's when they're um, ahead or even. So curious to see what he's done receiving wise the past few weeks. Oh uh, yeah, he's been getting about four or five receptions. You see, four for thirty-five last week, three for eighteen, four for three. He's getting those targets. He gets a handful of carries. So yeah, I, li I like the way the game script kind of uh, we hope plays out this way. So uh, I think that's good. I think I'm gonna put in this this ten dollar wager. And it's good for two hundred eighty-one dollars, Steve, and I only have to get the four right. So. I'm, oh man, I did that again. Where it's like you, it, I forget that you can't stack the receiving touchdown and the passing touchdowns. All right, all right, okay. Which one's it gonna be, Andy? Well, it's gonna go back to Lamar, and we're gonna put in. Uh, if I want to go all chili pepper, it would then. Uh, uh, could I do a rushing touchdown for Lamar? I could do a rushing touchdown. Oh, look at this! Fumbles lost two times. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think it'll lose. I I'm gonna go for it, man. We, oh, we gotta go for it. Okay. Let's go for it, baby. Damn! All right. Or oh, or nice. no fumbles. We feel in the ball security. Look at this: one fumble, one fumble, one fumble every week. Okay. No, that's that's fair. The odds are in our favor. I love it, you man. Could, you could say this is the week he doesn't fumble, but I mean going to London and all this and that, I think maybe we get a we get a fumble. Trevor Lawrence fumbled twice last week, so 
Awesome, man. It's exciting. Exciting. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you have the Ravens winning that game? It'll be close. Yeah, I think that the, uh, like I said, super close, two, three points maybe. Okay. Uh, Commanders at Falcons. This is a square off uh, between Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter. You got two questionable 2022 quarterbacks. Andy, uh, do you know who the newest member of the Atlanta Falcons is? Say what? Do you know who the newest member of the Atlanta Falcons is? Uh, who is it? Van Jefferson. Interesting. Yeah, there's been I'm, a few of those uh, lower tier wide receiver trades like Van Jefferson, Chase Claypool. I'm sure we'll probably touch on. You know, here's the thing: is I don't I don't necessarily think it's that he's not good because we've seen him be good. But behind Puka, behind Tutu, behind Cup, there's really nowhere for him to to do anything. You know, he's also uh, runs a specific uh, deep route tree. They use yeah. him a lot as a as a decoy to stretch safeties down the field to open actually, things up, you know, underneath for Puka and Cup and stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I obviously don't think he's going to produce really much on the Falcons with that passing offense, but they did throw the ball a ton last week against the Texans. I think they knew they had to, so they went in with that in mind. And I think they also want to see, like, it's time to see what Desmond Ritter is made of, right? You had all those turnovers the week before against Jacksonville and um, in London, and and then you come home. And so it's like, all right, it pressure's on. Let's start to see what this guy's made of. So maybe we will see, especially after the commanders just got destroyed by the um, by your Bears through the air, maybe we start to see the Falcons open things up more and throw more. Um and, you know, uh, Drake London, obviously the number one, Kyle Pitts, John U. Smith, that's been the one, two, three punch combo right there. It's hard not to love John U. Smith and, and Kyle Pitts. There's just such massive human beings, athletic freaks. And then you got Drake London, who's just really good at separation and running routes. And he's just been a really good, consistent wide receiver. He's the top wide receiver taken in the draft last year uh so it was pretty wild to see and i bet you his cards are still really low steve they were really low before this past game i'm sure there was a small spike um there's always sold data it's going to be great compared to retired guys but all in all i think the drake london market compared to his other draft class we looked at last week steve it was down quite a bit it was one of the lowest man yeah and that's prime opportunity to to get into a guy that's that good you know when he's at you know closer to his floor when it's not necessarily his fault but but the qb's fault but i'm not going to lie i didn't think that ritter had it in him and uh he aired it out last week Commanders two weeks in a row have been getting killed through the air. So, you know, it could happen again this week. And not that I was implying Van Jefferson comes in there and makes an immediate personal fantasy impact. But if he's in there and opens the field up, especially across the middle, those guys all feast. You know, if they have a legitimate deep threat on that team, they can't play short and they can't play soft or play schemes. They have to be a bit more aggressive on defense. Wow, man, his passing yards is egregiously low. 
202 passing yards. This is pretty crazy. I like the both. I like both numbers here, whether it's the 202 or the 216 total uh, pass rush. Steve, either one of these are great. Yeah, he's he's pretty much been on at above or around that number the whole year. So coming off of his best passing game, you got to think that uh, that that looks good. Look, and you throw in a Drake London who gets a touchdown. He gets the 1.75x chili pepper. Let's go, Steve. Let's and then go. we bring it back with a commander's slip. John Dotson. Let's get. Let's mix it up. Well, I yeah, like the B Rob there. Dot, so Dotson do, doesn't have a chili pepper. We do get the chili pepper on B Rob though. A 1.25x on a touchdown. All right. The thing about multipliers is they multiply multipliers that much better. Yeah, buddy, they sure do. Because look, <laughs> you 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 all you go from two to three picks, and we're going from five point two five x to thirteen point oh eight x. Yeah, I like it, man. In, in a game that should be close uh, on paper, Brian Robinson game script wise is most beneficial when the game is close. So. All right, we're gonna keep. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put. I like that one, man. I like that one a lot. Um, yeah, I'm feeling. I'm feeling good about that. Ooh, okay. Man. Vikings. Vikings at Bears, man. Vikings, and this is another reason why we're so big on uh, Jordan Addison. I know we didn't talk about the actual specific matchup here between the Vikings and the Bears, but. Uh, we got we got two very soft defenses that are easy to score on here, Steve. And we, on a on an entire slate where there is look, there's no over under totals of over fifty, nothing except for Monday Night Football. Um, and so the Bears, uh, Vikings, actually, where where they where they go? The the Bears Vikings here at forty four point five. Uh, I think. Minnesota only two and a half point favorites. We would have been pretty surprised if we 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 tried to guess that in week one. Until and, and now you know, man, Steve, what do you got? Uh man, um, it's close, honestly. But actually, I think the Bears might pull it off again here, and it's not to the fact that their two running backs are hurt. But they haven't really run the ball much anyway. But I think that the offensive momentum is in their favor here. And uh, the Vikings seem, and again, this is pure speculation, but just seem primed to tank at this point. And maybe that's by intent or not. But not to be a homer, but I, I do have to think the Bears take this one. <laughs> yeah, I like this matchup at home. And you got no Justin Jefferson, man. You got to build that chemistry between Jordan Addison and uh, and Kirk, and I, I bet you KJ Osborne's going to be pretty heavily involved. He's going to have a high high snap share, and TJ Hawkinson. So uh, I think and it's, the Bears think, D actually looked good last week. Yeah, you know? the 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 Vikings offense is pretty concentrated. The Bears offense is pretty concentrated. So I'll go with your Bears, but I like the concentration of it. It's almost like you can you can pinpoint the guys that are going to go off it's it's going to be right it's going to be 
DJ Moore and Cole Komet if Justin Fields is going off at all. And we've got all, all kind of, I mean, look at this, man. We got fumbles, we got touchdowns, <laughs> we got just a, a, a rushing touchdown. Fields Fields had a insane amount of fumbles last year, but although he hasn't been running it this year nearly as much, so uh, I don't like what? the fumbles line on that one. I, I mean, but the, why why is the passing yards 189? This is silly. They're playing the Vikings. Is there going to be bad weather in Chicago on Sunday? Oh, I don't think so. Let me double check. No. No. I mean, it is cooling off here, but I think it'll still be in the low 50s probably. Yeah, so this, this passing line is really, really juicy. I'm going over on that. That's an easy over for me. I feel like that is priced wrong. Like that is. That's that probably is, it'll, it'll probably move as the uh, the week goes on. Boom, and then I'll and then what I'll do is I'll get the touchdown from DJ Moore, and and there's my there's my bear side. Now, what what about um, uh, running backs this week? Is it going to be Deonta Foreman? For you guys, because Khalil Herbert goes to IR, right? And DJ and, Dallas and Foreman, I think, are the two running backs this week. Yeah, Roshan's a concussion protocol, right? So you got yeah. you got DJ Dallas, who I think was even he was maybe even dealing with something with the questionable tag. So it looks like Devont Deonta Foreman has been called up to active duty. Mm -hmm. I would I'd be shocked if there's a selection for him, honestly. Yeah, no selection for me uh, yet. So I guess I'll well, just be the thing is they're just not they're not really running a whole lot. But uh, I mean, the guys that are just scorching hot for the Bears right now, obviously you got two of them on there. Komet is just cooking yeah. right now. But yeah, I think Komet with uh, having those two guys, we got to take a couple Vikings now. Yeah. So what do we got, Kirk? Two um, and a half rushing yards. Woo wee. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. averaging like three a game or something. Yeah, see. Does 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 he need to? Well, yeah, maybe. You think he you think he runs the ball a little bit this weekend? Gets over. It's one run. You know, it's, it's a fragile line, man. But you you know what I don't I don't like about that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but at the end of the game, if they kneel, do they not lose yardage then? Uh, yeah, I think yeah they do. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'm a bit, bit scared by that one for that reason. And now this 250 line is pretty aggressive. It's it's tough to say because this game could be um, underperforming game as well, you know. And it could be more. Maybe maybe it's a finally an Alexander Madison game. He gets out of his own head and. Starts actually like putting up a decent performance. We only got. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. Um, to not not to what he was advertised to be. He said two of the last three games he had over ninety yards though. Uh, last last week he had forty six yards, but he did get a touchdown that saved his day. Yeah, and I mean, with eight get... attempts, you know, obviously that was that was pretty much what crippled him there. Yeah, Cam Akers is is creeping his way, man. Cam Akers is creeping his way into a a 50-50 timeshare um with uh Ooh, no thanks. <laughs> you, you don't you don't want the touchdown here from from Cam Akers, Steve. Nah. 
too spicy. That's that that pepper's a little too spicy. We gotta we gotta have a um is uh KJ or Hawkinson or what what other Vikings do we have? Well, we do we so we got the Kirk right now. We gone over on the Kirk passing yards. We do get Jordan Addison Ooh. spicy pepper for a touchdown and KJ Osborne and one T-Hawk. and a half for T Hawk, man. How do you not like that? Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, I do like that. He's due, man. He's way due for a touchdown. Boom. I'm going to get rid of the Kirk 250. Something tells me, because I just feel like Fields could go over on this 185. Moore could go over on the touchdown. Hawks and and Kirk could still only throw for like 230 yards. I don't know why. I just got a feeling that Kirk's not going to hit that 250 this week. Yeah. That's hey, you know what? It's safe. It's safer. One less thing that has to happen, um, and you still get a couple spicy, spicy takes in there. Yeah, spicy, spicy man. All right, I guess we uh, we should probably. Um, I, I like these matchups, man. So what do you, what do you got the Seahawks and Bengals? I think andy i haven't said it this year yet but you can set the air raid sirens off this week i think that burrow is going to go ballistic finally and the seahawks passing defense is currently ranked 25th in the league so yeah this sets up really well if if this Bengals offense is you know starting to put things together zach taylor is starting to put jamar chase in motion a lot more like he did this past week this does set up um, very nicely for the Bengals passing offense here, and they need they need. This does feel like one of those October. I mean, maybe it's T Higgins this week. Maybe it's T Higgins that puts up another like monster game, and Jamar Chase still puts up twenty points. Or maybe this is the Tyler Boyd week. Maybe it's like the the one Tyler Boyd week that he has. But I do feel good about this. Um, Bengals offense, passing offense this week at home against the Seahawks and, and winning this game. Yeah, there's a shift in the momentum for, for Cincy there. And the Seahawks, you could maybe say they've overachieved at three and one, but, uh, you know, they've definitely underachieved at two and three for Cincy. So I think this is a, a big bounce back week for them. I don't really see Joe Burrow running at all right now no um, no not for not for a while and and the seahawks offense can absolutely keep up with the Bengals. the with the with the um the Bengals here and their run defense has been bad so i kind of like i kind of like maybe um some gino and and uh kenneth walker maybe with the with the joe burrow because this is definitely a matchup i i feel like we can attack here and you can see Joe Burrow throwing for 317 last week, but even week one, where it wasn't great, 259 in Tennessee was the ultimate low point. Steve, so I think the touchdowns is good here. Hmm. You know, you, you don't you don't need any amount of yardage to get two touchdowns. You can get 200 yards and get two touchdowns realistically. Hmm. Oh, uh, I must be missing the fact that T. Higgins is hurt. He's still coming back from that rib injury. I, yeah, that's I think right. He had a limited practice, 
today, but um, I don't know that he'll be playing yet. Well, I'm just going to go with the chalky play. I mean, 84.5. I mean, this this is... <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eh. I mean, that's, that, that, that's fair. I mean, we've seen Jefferson lines be over 100, and that's just the norm, you know? Yeah. All right, so, so Gino's got a 255 total, and then Kenneth Walker at... A total 78.5 all-purpose yards. We also have a DK Metcalf spicy chili pepper. That Bengals, um, the Bengals, what is that Bengals passing defense? Yeah, they've been pretty, pretty easy as well. You thinking to go with a receiver here or, or Kenneth Walker, who's looked either either one of them, man. They're both they're both super um, super juicy, as you can see. Kenneth Walker hitting that on most weeks. They don't even have a touchdown line for him. He's been finding the end zone so much. I like the rushing yards. Yeah, I, the the um, the total yard. Well, see what's what's challenging, right? You're you're going up a Bengals. That um, that are going to be pretty aggressive. If we're going over on the Burrow stuff, and he's putting up touchdowns, I I'm, I'm I feel like maybe maybe lock it. They got the got the pepper on this. He hasn't <laughs> he hasn't found the end zone since week one. All right, or week two. Yeah, you got a pepper on you got a pepper on DK too. So you get the you get a pepper on DK. They're coming, yeah, they're coming off the bye week. So they're fully rested, man. Uh this should be a this should be a good matchup for them. Fully rested. Yeah, I'm not you know, Kent that Kenneth Walker rushing yards isn't bad. Is that is that the one you think that's just like the the most plus EV play here. I like it because regardless of what happens, if Burrow goes ballistic or not, 64 and a half is realistic regardless. Boom. And we don't even have to put a, we don't even have to put a slip down on these other guys. If we really didn't want to go with a five leg parlay, Steve, you know, you could, I still think, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Lockett gets him in because he's a, you know, if I did like a locket like that, and then Gino's gonna have to go over. I mean, there's a five pick slip up to thirty x, Steve. What's uh, what what's Gino's passing yards been looking like? Two thirty, two thirty. Not, I mean, he hit it weeks one, uh, weeks one and two, and you know, had that weird game again at um at New York before the buys. So I think they could. They could totally against the Bengals here go over on the on two thirty nine. That's not a big number. Yeah. No, I yeah. I think it maybe comes down to more so what's the weather gonna be like at in Cincinnati on Sunday afternoon. But we'll go ahead and put it in. We're taking advantage of some of these early lines on underdogfantasy.com. If you guys are new, promo code Quest. And we are playing some over-unders, um, making some quick cash that we'll probably turn around and buy cards. <laughs> keep rolling it, man. Just keep snowballing it. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, 49ers at the Browns. So this is a a big boy matchup, man. DTR is going to get swallowed alive if Deshaun Watson is is not playing again. Niners. uh, I'm actually pretty shocked the line is as low as it is there. but uh, (laughs) 37.5 over under. San Fran minus five. I mean, that's just that seems odd to me, man. I'm not. Uh, I'm not touching this game. The op- the opening was San Fran minus five. Now it's San Fran minus seven because Deshaun Watson's still not practicing. That's there's something yeah. fishy there, man. <laughs> I can't touch any Browns players at this. At the, the you know the one thing that I would that I would put a bet on is a guy like because the Browns so the Browns have one of the highest blitz rate this year in the NFL. Um, so that means that the Niners are going to need to get the ball out really quick. So between Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, there's the two like lowest A dot guys, especially Debo. I like this um, the Debo prop this week for him to get more rushing and like really low A dot opportunities as the Browns try and dial up the blitz. Because obviously, especially with no Deshaun Watson. They're just going to try and play really good defense. We know the Browns has a really good defense, really high pressure rates. Um, and I, th- I think that's kind of the game plan there. Let's see. He's got <clears throat> two touchdowns through five games. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland's defense is not that bad, but I, I just can't see how they stay in this game. How can they possibly mount an offense with a PJ Walker led squad? I, I don't think you can, man. And their their passing offense is already not being that good. And they were just starting to get going when Deshaun got hurt his shoulders. <clears throat> so um yeah, maybe maybe you could maybe look at um Jerome Ford. I mean, the 49ers passing defense is fifth, second in yards allowed per pass. But you just can't you you can't go anywhere on the Browns offense with DTR as a total unknown at the quarterback position, especially after seeing him in that that last week's game. So um, I look at the 49ers run defense. They're good, but not as elite as the pass. But ultimately, I, I don't want to touch anything on this Browns offense. I just go with the Debo spicy pepper touchdown and move on to the next matchup, Steve. I think if you have McCaffrey rolling in your in your league, uh, you want to hope he scores early because that game could get a, get out of hand quickly, and uh, he could be phased out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, man. All right, we got. Uh, I think this is an interesting one because the Saints just shut out the the New England Patriots, and the Saints defense we know is good, man. They're top ten both run defense and passing defense. Saints defense is relevant and they're three and two uh, they go to the texans they go to houston to play the texans who's had a pretty solid passing offense the texans passing offense has been sixth in the nfl and third in yards per pass our man nico collins balling out that run defense has been bottom of the league we we, we hope that damian pierce um can can you know get it going and get get start breaking out of that offense because he's due man 
He's due, but you're going up against a tough Saints defense here. But their their run defense is definitely softer than their pass defense, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yeah, and the Texans have had some O-line injuries, so they should have That's those right. guys back this week. Um, not to say that you know Pierce is going to blow the roof off the place, but I think you can expect a little bit of an improvement from what he's had the, the first couple weeks here. Um, you know, he's not their whole offense anymore, but you can see that the, the lines have gotten a little bit better. 31 on 14 just ain't doing it. Yeah, and, and I don't really see um, a consistent approach. It seems like they're they're giving C.J. Stroud a lot of pass plays, especially in the red zone, too. So I'm just going to stick with the rushing yards here on Pierce, which he's hit two or three weeks. And, I mean, you look at this. Like, I think these 51.5 is pretty low when you consider this is setting up for, like, the, a good matchup for him at home to actually get it going so yeah, yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with the i'm gonna go with pierce he's, um he's getting like 20 carries or so i mean he'd, he'd have yeah. to average less than three yards a carry to hit that and not and i'm not too excited about anything on the saints offense but i i i would dabble i would dabble here with the, with one of these rushing weapons whether it's kamara or or if they've got a line for Kendra Miller, um, or, or shoot, even the um, even the wide receivers, man, I'm I'm not opposed to maybe a a Michael Thomas or a Chris Olave Chili Pepper touchdown. I was gonna say I think Thomas has to be uh, due for a touchdown eventually. I mean, he's been blanked the whole season, so yeah. And you see, his target volume is pretty good, man pretty good he just hasn't found that that end zone yet so um the other one that I thinks interesting is i don't know if you've seen the receiving usage on alvin kamara since he's been back is wild man look at that <laughs> 13, 13 13 receptions I mean, against tampa now don't you can disregard new england because they were so far ahead they weren't yeah. throwing the ball but in a game that will be close I think he gets a lot of receptions again here. Derek, Derek Carr, the dump-off king, huh? Well, he is dealing with the, the throwing arm injury, so he's not going to be chucking it downfield with the same consistency. So I think there's going to be a lot more short plays until that's uh, resolved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's mm, – mm. That's a that. What do you what? So what? So what do you want me to go with here? I kind of like the receiving because I, I do feel like this is the kind of game that can be a back and forth shootout type game. They both have good defenses, but they're both also prone to big plays, which we knew uh, New England wasn't going to be putting many of those up. Oh, there's a four pick slip right there for twenty six point two x. And the beauty is you only got to really hit one of these, you know, not even every week, maybe every two, three weeks, hit one of these and you're miles ahead. That's so what we're going to try and do, baby. We're knocking, we're knocking on, knocking on a little bit of wood. Yeah. We're, we're still, we're still up big time. If you see, we start, I started out just uh, in the pickums. I think I just started out with $50 or maybe a hundred dollars max. So, um, 
we're gonna we're gonna keep rolling it and then if we get down low enough we'll just start putting in five dollar slips i mean the 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 upside when you hit is massive, you know, 20, 30 X. I mean, it's crazy stuff. So, um, Colts. I like, yeah, Colts. man. Oh, Division man. matchup, man. Love these schedule makers. Colts Jags 45 what, point over under what like happenstance that. that Gardner Minshew faces his old team in Jacksonville. It's almost like you couldn't script it any better. You hear that every week. You couldn't have scripted it any better. And I think, you know, even though we like Anthony Richardson, he's not that guy yet. I think the key to unlocking this offense, at least for now, is probably Gardner Minshew. And I actually think that uh, I think they win this one. Oof. I love it, man. I got my silver prism rookie auto Gardner Minshew over here that I bought for 60 bucks, Steve. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm be I'm gonna be rooting for the Colts in in this one too. I'm I'm rooting for Jonathan Taylor to get some more usage. Like I, I would love to see him get a little bit more usage in this game, man, against uh Jaguars Jaguars uh run defense pretty good, but the passing defense pretty weak. So what what if we what if we uh attack Josh Downs here and Minshew, like a Minshew down stack like we talked about? I think that's the play, man. Let's have a look. Have a look. 216 passing wow. yards. Yeah, because we get a full game. I mean, e even on just a, a full game, we, we got this, dude. We got this 216, and then we're going to go with Josh Downs. We can maybe even pair him up. Oh, no, they don't have to. Just hit Colts. See what Colts are in there. Oh, it's just a pit, Only Pittman. Only Pittman, huh? Oh, man. They'll add a Downs by the end of the week, but yeah. um, okay. All right, uh, make a note. Make a note to, to make a, a Minshew down stack later in the week. And I, I like, you know, like we showed earlier in the stream, guys, I like sniping both these guys on eBay because AR is going to miss a month. That's long enough time for Minshew to go up quite a bit in value, especially with 2019 scarcity. And then Josh Downs, hey, wait, you know. I'm going with Josh Downs. Steve may be going with Alec Pierce, but it's either Downs or Pittman for me. The I'm nice thing on. about the Pierce line, if they do post one, is it's going to be like over 20 yards or something like that, which if you look at the last time he was paired up with Minshew, <clears throat> he hit easily. So we'll keep – yeah, we'll, we can check back on that. Let me know, Andy, if you end up doing that one before Sunday. Oh, you better believe I will, brother. I'm also going to be doing – a Jaguars a Travis Etienne or Trevor Lawrence, but it looks like yeah, Minshew. Let's I'm I'm gonna have to come back because there's not very good lines right now for this matchup. Yeah, not a not a ton of variety. Right. They, they're not even giving you like touchdowns or any of that nonsense. All right. Uh Panthers, the only winless team. <laughs> left going up against the dolphins another home game for miami man they got it made this year man i mean can uh <laughs> have you ever seen a minus 879 line jeez dude wow dude now? look at that man a 13.5 spread for Miami. i don't know many i don't know i've seen many pro games that were over minus 800 before that's that's a pretty big spread or a um, uh, line <laughs> I, yeah, I don't feel like there's any way the Panthers win this. <laughs> I 
And Bryce Young's in for a Bryce Young's in for a world of hurt, man. Yeah, could be could be a good amount of garbage time potentially. Um, I think that this is a, a good week for Dolphins running backs more than anything else. Oh no, no, um, no good lines yet for Dolphins yet either. It looks like they haven't posted them up. Uh, there's a couple, I guess. Got two. Uh... These are these are dangerous plays in my opinion, just because of the sheer fact that it could be over at halftime. I mean, it really could be. Yeah, and they got some defensive plays, some interesting lines there for the Dolphins. And and uh, I just yeah I, I don't I don't feel comfortable touching any of these Panthers. Uh, maybe maybe Adam Thielen with your spicy pepper getting a touchdown at some point or fifty eight point five yards. He's probably, Bryce yeah. Young fumble baby. Uh, yeah, I like that. that one. In that Miami Heat, he's gonna cough one up. You think? Oh, he's got a couple already. Oh yeah, man. He's yeah, dude. He's been fumbling every game. He's throwing picks. I mean, I'm I'm liking Thielen, this one. Thielen's been putting up some some big games. What what's his yardage total look like? I know he's had a couple over a hundred. Yeah, look at that. He man. has, Steve. Plus finding the end zone. Look at that, man. Told you he wasn't cooked. Told you. You're right. You you actually you you are right, man. I got I got to give it to you, and the Lions, you know, just to put it in perspective for you guys, the Lions is has a top ten passing defense this year. So, um, for Young to throw 107 yards to Thielen, this just kind of shows you Thielen is getting open, and he's creating separation or just getting open and um, taking advantage of mismatches and find the end zone. Plus, he found the end zone against Seattle, so. I think this is setting up pretty good for at least uh, Thielen to to maybe find the end zone, maybe go over on this yardage, Steve. Yeah, I mean, whether they're getting blown out or not, I think that puts them in a position to probably hit the yardage. Much safer than the – granted, there's no spicy pepper, but the yardage is a bit safer. Yeah, we took the spicy pepper on Bryce with the fumble. So, um, oh, the, check check this next one out. Patriots were falling off the rails against the going up against the Raiders, who are also kind of falling off the rails a little bit. The Raiders they, they're, they're they're hanging in there, but man, you just if you watch the commentators talk about their uh, play design, it's like if you uh, I was watching the Peyton and Eli, you know, broadcast. The other night, and it's just—I mean, I question Josh McDaniels from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. I question his ability to command an, an offense, yeah. not, not to the level of, of a Mike McDaniels, right? Not not the same McDaniels. Yeah, it's not—it's not looking too good uh, over there. I mean, the, both of these teams are kind of meh. But um, the difference is, is the Raiders' defense is still intact, whereas the Patriots' defense is absolutely decimated. They're, they're two best defenders out with uh, pretty serious injuries. So at least for a month or longer between Judon and Christian Gonzalez, 
Max Crosby could be in for a big game here. Ooh. Are we going to get Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, you think? Both. (laughs) (laughs) They've both played in the last two games, despite, you know, some being, uh, you know, much less than others. But there's there's a point this year where Mac Jones cards will probably bounce back unless he gets benched. And that whole team will bounce back a little bit at some point. But uh, that doesn't seem in sight just yet. So, I mean, I've seen some prism like you right there. Prism uh, base Mac Jones cards, 26 bucks. I was watching some this morning. And, uh, you know, Andy, do you not remember when that was a $300 card or more? Yeah, I, I remember in his rookie season when his base Donruss PSA 10 was a $3,000 card. <laughs> it got that crazy when he was a rookie, man. Now it's a $20 or less card. And I don't think anyone in our community would have went for that, but we either way, we advised against it. And uh, as you can see, there's a bit of a free fall going on. I wonder if there is a Max Crosby line here for the... There's got to be, right? Come on. Oh, they're going to give us Robert Spillane and Trayvon Morig, but they're not going to give us. There's a Divine Diablo. There's a Divine Diablo. It's a cool name. Uh, but we don't get the Max Crosby line. I do. We do get a Jacoby Myers chili pepper. Does Devontae score finally? He's got to score. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Come on, Devontae. You got this. I mean that that's that's insane that he hasn't scored, but we'll we'll he'll get him this time. Jimmy Jimmy's got to get him this time. Whoa! Don't be spilling your beer now. Uh, the beer's yeah, it's been empty for a while, man. Just <laughs> what about Jacobs, man? How you, this could be this could be the pop off game. I feel for Jacobs. Okay, all right. What what are we feeling here? The yardage. What's uh what's what are they calling for here? Wow, he had 81 receiving yards last week. <laughs> Jeez. At the yeah, the Chargers. Yeah, I mean yeah. I could see like an easy 75. What's what's the line at? An easy 75. Yeah, I've I wonder what the total is. So the total's 96 and a half. But I, I kind of like the rushing yards better. Yeah, just 69 and a half in a game that uh you know whether it's close or they're in a in a at a massive lead that favors Jacobs to just grind. Yeah, I don't I don't see a situation where New England's blowing them out honestly. Yeah, all right, th- this slip is full. It's it's got a hodgepodge of stuff, but we're gonna. The following projections are inactive. No. <laughs> oh man, what did the thing go up to? Minshew's Minshew's line move. Did they take it down? Is that is that you know it went up to uh, a couple of yards. The guy yeah. the guys out there are probably betting the over on the, on those lowly two hundred thirteen passing yards. Hmm. Uh, wait, what happened? The following projections are inactive. Gardner Minshew passing yards. Huh. No. I guess I gotta take Minshew out and. And okay, well then we'll find a fifth one to plug in there. I'm going for a big, I'm going right. for a big slip here on this one, Steve. Ooh, All right, Cardinals at Rams, four thirty. 
uh, Cardinals, man, been playing really competitive, and the Rams have as well. Division matchups, Steve. What do you got in this game? I'm feeling good about the Rams, man. They Hell yeah. Really good, and they got cut back on top of that. They have a run game. The defense is playing good. So, um, you know, if you saw the end of the game last week for the Cardinals, they really started to look like the Cardinals, uh, kind of like we thought that they were going to be and starting to turn the ball over a lot more. And some of those guys will still eat. You know, Marquise will still eat. Um, but I think the Rams got this pretty pretty easily. Mm, I do too. The Rams got this, but this is a sneaky shootout game, Steve. This is a sneaky shootout one written all over it. We cannot avoid this game. I think if we avoided this game, putting a pick on the overs on this game would be a massive blunder. I think this is a game you want to target in in a lot of formats, right? I mean, Cooper Cup coming back, stealing the limelight may open a little sniping opportunity on Puka. We know he's been such a hot rookie to start the season. Matt Stafford's a guy that's really cheap from 2009 rookie product, Steve. Got the check this out, man. 271. 271 feels way too. Yeah. He's right there, man. And maybe we got a little bit more of a it is a pretty steep passing total. You know what though? That that Philly defense was in the backfield, like every drop back. You know, I I don't think every team's gonna be able to do that to them. What about um, what about Puka with the touchdown chili pepper? Yeah, Puka, the, man. the Cooper Cup, the Cooper Cup one, too. I know, man. This is like, I want to go like this for the Cup and the Puka, and and then we gotta bring it back with the Cardinals and the running. So this is what's interesting: the Cardinals. I call them the Cardinals. <laughs> Is that an expansion team? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh man. Can can my guy Michael Wilson find the end zone? To get he got two touchdowns at San Francisco, which was a difficult division matchup. And and maybe with uh with James Conner being out. Uh, I don't know about this, how good this rookie is. I have to go and, and do a little digging on this rookie, man. I mean, you can attack the Rams a variety of, of ways, just like you can attack the Cardinals in a variety of ways. I think this is a great matchup for all these wide receivers and quarterbacks, man. Josh Dobbs, 203 yards? No, yeah. no way. We got to go overs. No, no James Conner anymore, man. I think that's a trap man i think the i think that this is the first under we hammer on the yards there under on the dobbs yeah he he looked kind of exposed this past week you see the picks coming coming into play and the fumble there and so hey you think he struggles again that bad and now they're playing with not to say that the rookie running back can't do anything, but they they don't have their you know probably their first or second best weapon in the in the offense was James Conner. So 
Man. Amari DeMarc Amari DeMarcado. Amari DeMarcado. This guy runs a 4-4. Four, four. He's got he's got 80th percentile 40 yard dash, 83rd percentile speed score. Wasn't too good at TCU, but maybe he was maybe he was buried on the depth chart there, man. He's got some speed. I think they said he's I was listening to a, a podcast this morning. Mm-hmm. I think he said he's like the uh the receiving type running back. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. I'm I'm really on the fence on this passing yards number from Dobbs here. Do it. <laughs> I I just thought we were going over on this stuff on this matchup. We got we got we, we, we to hammer a lower man. We got to keep okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. I I got to show you I got to show this confidence. We're going to put in a 10 spot on it. We'll put that one in. All right. All right. All right. Uh Eagles at the Jets. That's a big time matchup right here. Yeah, um you know the Jets have looked better, but I just don't see the them getting in the way of the Eagles really at this point. <laughs> the Eagles, yeah, right. as anticipated, are they're a train with no brakes right now. <laughs> yeah, if if anything, I would want to play some some uh, Brees Hall, but the, this game doesn't set up well against the number one ranked Eagles run defense, <laughs> and they're fourth in yards allowed per carry. Uh, Jalen Carter, whoo, buddy, man, talk about a hot, a hot player in the hobby. They do Jalen Carter rookie cards are insane. He it, could looks... the, it, it could be the uh, kind of week to if there's a line for like Kenneth Gainwell, you know, if the game were to you know get a little out of hand or they're ahead, you know, they can uh, leverage taking some work away from Swift, <clears throat> especially later in the game if they're ahead. No line for him yet, huh? Yeah, I might, I might have to come back to that. We do have a line for Swift. We got the pepper for A.J. Brown touchdown. I think this is the week Goddard. for Devonta Smith. Finally like get in. Goddard. How about Goddard the yardage for Goddard, man? That's a beauty right there. 36 and a half. Goddard's got a 2, 2X and a 36 and a half. You think he continues his form from... I mean, it doesn't even have to really do a whole lot to get to 36 and a half. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is that, you know, prior to this past week, he's had the usage, but the he wasn't getting thrown to really downfield. The play calling uh, in his direction was just absolutely terrible. But clearly, clearly they've worked some of those kinks out. Hey, and guess what? The Jets just lost Elijah Vera Tucker, one of their best offensive linemen. Uh, to a significant injury that's going to hold him out a significant amount of time this season. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dial up the I'm gonna dial up the over on the the half sack here from Jalen Carter. He just wreaked havoc on the Rams. So I, I'm gonna dial it up, Steve. I think he's a. Um, it, it's tough to find deals in on his card market, but man, if you could get some rookie cards at some deals, those mosaics, 
I think that's a good uh, a good play. Good, very interesting play to make there with maybe maybe some Will Anderson, some Jalen Carter. Yeah, he's he's looked tough to stop, and uh, you know the Jets. One of their biggest weaknesses is that old line, so that that could be a good pick there. Man, the Swift usage has been has been awesome, man. It's just I, I wonder if Gainwell is is fully good to go. We could see him a lot more if if the ribs are finally healed, you know, all the way. I yeah, I'm, this I'm a- this rushing total, uh, Steve. I just realized his rushing totals. I think we can go under on this. Why? Why would he have to run that much in this game at the Jets? And unless the Jets can really hang with them, but man, uh, I don't know. I'm not convinced that Zach Wilson is really starting to get good. I think well, he's had a nice little run. Yeah. That's the thing is, the kind of team that would ruin your run is is this team. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, he. In fact, he's due for a fumble, Steve. I, th- I think he's due for a fumble. And is the fumbles lost uh, the new interception pick that we were taking last <laughs> season? And doing for some well. of these guys, yeah, <laughs> some, yeah, some of these guys. <laughs> now G- Garrett Wilson with the touchdown and the two X bonus is pretty interesting there, but. <laughs> What about his uh what about his yardage though? I mean Yeah, that's low too, man. Uh, this is the if there's any weakness of the Eagles, it's their passing defense. So I think that's where you gotta attack it. Plus, you know they're gonna be the Eagles are gonna be up. So the Jets are gonna have to play more aggressive. The run game is gonna be struggling. Let's just be real. The Eagles have the best run defense in the league. That line is so good. I, I can easily see, and I know Brees Hall is is incredibly explosive, very good, you know, breakaway runner. Uh, but I mean, this just this sets up perfect for a positive game script here for the Eagles, and um, that means they're going to be throwing more to try and come back. You could easily rack up fifty yards in garbage time in just a couple plays, Steve. I think it's uh, a high probability we see some garbage time in this game. So, yeah, and, and whether you 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 could even go Alan Lazard, who has technically hit this over all three weeks for him. The volume scares me, just because there's just not a lot of opportunities. He made a lot out of those opportunities, but there's just not a lot of them there. And a lot of what he did was against weaker defenses. You can say Garrett Wilson can probably overcome that, but I'm not sure about if I feel that way about Lazard. Although Conklin's made some decent catches lately. Yeah, I mean, he's hit that over all three weeks too. I think I like that better than than Lazard. Boom. We got a five pick him slip up to 40X right here, Steve. Bam, that's wild. If we don't win any of these this week, I'm gonna have to um I'm gonna have to dial down to some five dollar pickums on these big monster slips because it's just such a low probability, you know, getting all five of these strung together yeah, properly. I mean, but if they're paying you forty uh to one, the odds of you hitting it are way less than that. So 
Uh, all right, we only have a couple matchups left here, guys. So make sure you hit that like button. We got the Lions at the Bucks, man. Ooh, this is my favorite matchup of the week right here. <laughs> Here's the question: Is if the Lions play well, you're you're not going to be happy about it, but in the back of your mind, you're you're going to be less mad about it because it's Jared Goff and the Lions than if it was uh, the Saints or somebody else. That's right. Yeah. I'd be like, but they beat the Chiefs in week one. It's the Lions. They're good. They're really good this year. Uh, I'm not going to be too upset. Vegas this is going to be a tough be a matchup, game. man. Vegas thinks it's going to be close. Tampa's played great at home. Lions have played not as good on the road as they have at home. But uh, Mike Evans, in or out this week, Andy? Yeah, you know, those hamstrings are tricky, man. Yeah, I, I think it's going to I think it's going to come down to, a, you know, we had the bye week, so I'd like to see him get back in there. Uh, I'm optimistic, but I think it's going to come down to a game time decision. It's it's going to be a lot on Mayfield's shoulders here because Lions are just really good against the run. And uh, Tampa's run game has been next to non-existent, so. He's going to have to be the that and the defense are going to have to try to win this week because the Lions' offense is just looking jacked, man. Demont, how about Demont, man? He's such a stud, man. He's the man. So I got to go with my home team here, but I got to be honest with you, man. The Lions are a force right now. They feel like a tidal wave, and uh, it's uh, if I was. Hmm. Being a realist about this game, uh, I can't bet on my team here. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I definitely can't put a pick'em slip on this one. Nah, fair, fair. All right. I can't do it. I can't do it. But maybe Sunday night because we got the Giants going to Buffalo to play the Bills. And this is another look at the look at the spread. Man. The Bills are fourteen point favorites with a forty five point over under. That's that's scary. I mean, we don't know who's playing quarterback. We don't know if Saquon's playing. And I guess at this point, even if he was, I don't think there's any way. I mean, it, they're too banged up. I think the Bills have this pretty easily. But, uh, again, that's another one that's just dangerous with the slips because the game could be so lopsided. What's the what's the run game look like uh, for the Bills lately? I mean, it's been pretty much non-existent, right? You know, the way it started at the beginning of the year, Cook was the clear favorite, uh, but his role has diminished every week. And they're kind of back to the Bills of old where they just throw every down. They don't really run it anymore. Yeah, look at this. <laughs> Negative four yards last week from Cook. After starting the season off and with 98, over 100 yards, Thought it was going to be a great season for Cook. Hopefully, you sold those rookie cards in week one for James Cook and didn't hold on. You know, uh, who's a guy that Bills hate running backs? Yeah, they do. Uh, a guy that we we thought is going to be great and is improving every week, Gabe Davis. I know Derek's going <laughs> to give me that fourth round jibba jabba, but since his ankle injuries healed, he's uh, he's looking good, man. Well. I mean, you can score on the Giants any way you want, man. Yeah. So, 
pick your uh, pick your poison. Four man. game touchdown streak, not bad. Yeah, not, not bad. He's got the chili pepper. We we keep going back to the the Gabe Davis well. <laughs> I mean, this the 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 yardage line's pretty low too. Yeah, I think I think that they're at this point guessing that the game is uh, out of hand quite early. Um, if Josh Allen played all four quarters, he would probably eclipse 300 passing yards easy. Yeah, this is an easy win for the Bills here. They go four and two, put them in the books. <laughs> uh, this what is if- interesting because this might be the first game the Cowboys offense actually has to play all four quarters and uh, with the exception of the 49ers, but that game was already pretty much out of, out of hand by the end there. So, but uh, the chargers on the other hand, secondary, one of the worst in the league Um, could be an absolute shootout. Although Cowboys defense maybe shows up this week. I mean, chargers is chargers offense is incredible. And we just saw what the Niners did to him. So, yeah, I feel like this has got to be a bounce back spot for um, CD Lamb against his weak, super weak Chargers defense. So, passing defense, that is. Um, yeah, solid. no line for that game yet. Uh, no, no line. Yeah, it's, it's 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 Monday night, so no line yet. Yeah, CD, uh, I, I was watching. I sent you, Andy, a few of his uh, auctions earlier. There's definitely a buy opportunity on CD Lamb just because of the sheer fact that the game hasn't really called for Dallas to have to throw the ball that much. The defense has been carrying them, and uh, they haven't had to utilize their full offense at all, realistically. So the one game they did, you know, they were down by so much against the Niners, Dak started just – chucking up stupid passes and, and turning it over. But, you know, he's prone to bum games like that. But if you look at historically, Dak does put out good fantasy production, which means that C.D. Lamb will, you know, be the primary beneficiary of that. Oh, man, check out this buy it now sold today. Uh, plates and patches, p- plates and patches, RPA numbered one of one NFL shield BGS nine, five, nine hundred dollars. Buy it now. That's a beaut. It's a beaut. I was watching yeah. that stained glass today that ended today, man. That was, I was tempted to go in on that one. Stained I've seen his rookie glass. ticket autos dip quite a bit too, man. That, that might be a good, I was actually, yeah, I was watching that one too. Yeah. You know, those are like in the. 100 150 dollar range typically so yeah solid dip right now especially when you have a lot of 2020 auctions and you kind of single in on certain cards like uh okay that's pretty good man he he's some of his market is but i would consider this part of the top tier market because not only silver prism rookie auto but it's also psa 10 right yeah i mean those Cards of that nature, people tend to hang on through through uh, slumps a bit more, you know, compared to some of the low to mid range. But it's kind of wild to see this Peacock Prism choice here. Peacock choice is what it says on the PSA slab. Go for three hundred and twenty. 
So like, what's wow, interesting? Man. What's interesting about that is that I I when I sent you that CD earlier, I was watching all of these that were ending today, and his Genesis, Andy, ended for only like one twenty five. Same like within twenty minutes of that listing, there oh one forty seven. There it is. So the the huh. the peacock and uh, ended for what twice that amount basically. Yeah, that's that's wild. So it's either it was it was show bid or that this um, case hit is more rare, or maybe it's just more aesthetic. Is it is it like the aesthetics of it? Uh, I'm not quite sure why this card went for so much more than the other ones. Yeah, I mean that's more than more than twice the amount, but I mean uh just what I know about the Genesis inserts, I mean I, I feel like that at that price for a rookie and a PSA ten, that's just a, a good pickup. Dang, there was a ton of big time CD Lamb auctions going down today, brother. Yeah, that optics uh scope. I was watching that one too. That's one oh there's the uh the stained glass I sent you earlier, right there. PSA nine two thirteen. Okay, yeah, stained glass. Still getting a lot of love, even horizontally formatted. Yeah, and the the case hits obviously are always valuable, but the case hits of rookies always that much more. So, see, look, look at that, look at that, that same Genesis. Oh wow! So this is a buy it now. The same Genesis yeah. PSA ten that sold 140. for today. The hundred and forty. The other one went for. So this one sold to buy it now for five hundred dollars. Wait, let's check the serial number real quick. Ends in six eight seven five. Let's go back to the other one. All right, so this is a different card, a different serial number. At least that's what the pictures indicate. Oh my gosh, man! And so someone's able to get this for one forty-seven. So maybe that card is valued closer to the peacock than that sold for three twenty. Yeah. The buy now that sold for five hundred, and someone just got a really nice snipe of a CD. That does make sense because Genesis is a case hit, and it's a rookie case hit color match of, of CD Lamb. This is America's team, uh, and a really high-end wide receiver in the league especially even even like singular standpoint you know yeah there was somebody was selling a lot of his uh higher end stuff tonight as you can see from the optic auto and the uh the uh, zebra die cut field level right there at the bottom so yeah uh good time to get in on his stuff before he starts doing cd lamb things again yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, man, good stream, Steve. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you hit that uh, like button. <laughs> Filthy said Peacock describes the Cowboys. Uh, I appreciate you guys. All right, Steve. Uh, good good stream tonight. Good luck, everybody, This tomorrow night, this weekend. Enjoy the games. Leave a comment. Leave a like. For us and for everyone that stuck it out on this two hour and 38 minute marathon this evening we covered almost everything that we possibly could and maybe there's still a little bit more meat on the bones but we'll leave just a bit 
That's so right. we can get some rest for the evening. So good luck, everyone. And uh, we will see you. Andy, I know you'll see some people Sunday morning. Yep. Peace.